The force of evil will fortify a town. It will make a young woman's life a nightmare. It will leave you weak with terror. The Avengers, also Island of Death. On a peaceful Spanish island, a terrifying nightmare turns your world upside down, and it becomes hard to distinguish evil from innocence. On the Island of Death. The Evictors and Island of Death, both Certificate X, at a cinema near you now. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. There's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne Best buds talking book of the week And all the horror stuff that they think is neat Hanging loose doing ridiculous reads Not cause we deserve it cause it's what we need Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff. With Chris and John Wayne, I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher, what is up, man? What's happening? What's going on? Oh, you know, this and that. But uh, speaking of this and that, the summer of slashers rolls on and continues. And we have a very special guest today. Um, uh, Anticipation of this guest ramping up, ramping up. Uh, I know I'm excited. Oh, she is a uh, most excellent horror author. Uh, she is a publisher and she is a badass and uh, tattooed to the gills and awesome. And she's wearing a superhero mask, possibly. I don't know. Carrie Nicely, a.k.a. C.V. Hunt. That's how you know her. Here she is. Grindhouse Press ruler. How are you? Oh, good. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> oh, man. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, great to have what, you carrie too, too much or uh not enough no this just didn't make sense <laughs> superhero mask i don't even know what the hell he's saying most of the time oh we was we kind of commenting on my new glasses yeah they kind of yeah, look like a superhero mask okay well you see i didn't hear that and and the uh the listeners didn't hear that so that made no sense is, is what i'm saying well i mean it's still funny though that's sure uh <laughs> So anyway, uh, Carrie, really great to have you here. Really excited. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, this is great. And you, uh, you were the one who picked out our movie this week, and we're going to talk about that. I'm very excited to talk about that. <laughs> um, but what else has been up with you guys? Oh, what's up with Grindhouse Press? You are the head of Grindhouse Press. Yeah, we're taking a little bit of a break this year. Just uh, last year with the pandemic, we were furloughed, and I think we put out, oh God, what did I 
I think it was like a total of like 18 books or something within like yeah. a 15 week period. We edited, formatted covers, just insane shit. So this yeah. year we decided to take a little break, do a little bit of our own writing uh, type stuff. Uh, still have a few little things in the works that, you know, made promises. So uh, there's a couple more things coming out this year that are not mine or, you know, anything. But uh, for the most part, just been taking it easy this year, working on short stories, uh, about to start working on a collaboration with Anderson Prunty. Um, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just that seems just like overdue. Yeah. That seems overdue for you guys. Yeah. 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 It's just taking <laughs> taking a step back from publishing a little bit and just working on our own stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's been good. 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 Very cool. Hey, uh, Carrie. Um, so Andy uh, Anderson runs Audle Audle Press. You know, that's that's out there. Yeah. I I actually used an Audle Audle in Pennsylvania, a real one. I was going to like call you, call you and like <laughs> say, put Andy, you know, that new sound you're looking for. Put Andy on the phone. My yeah. mom's husband, my, my mom's husband has like a bunch of them. He's like a hunter and shit. What? So I like, yeah, he's like, they, he, she lives out in the got mountains of Pennsylvania. It? Yeah, dude, I got to throw mm-hmm. it and I was doing so good. I was making it go far. Like, cause he's got like a deer fucking antler for the thing that you hook, you know, you whip your yeah, fit. The like hand- I, yeah. the thing, yeah, the handle and it was badass. And then I broke it. <laughs> and oh, so we had to put, man. we had to stop. But but I, I was like, oh, man, I could tell Andy, like, I know what I was, I was throwing one and shit, because a lot of people are like, how do you say that? What is that thing? And I, and then I, I feel privileged and happy to be able uh, to explain it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is if like you look up the word autolotl, there is no pronunciation of the word. Yeah. When I met Andy, he he called it autolotl. That's, that's what I've called it. That's what I call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I pronounce it auto-auto because I'm a weirdo, and I everybody says I sound like I'm from Minnesota, but I'm not. Oh, <laughs> it's just I my thought, weird pronunciation. But we had to look it up, and it's just too. like, yeah, there is. Uh, a, I think we found one video where somebody was pronouncing it alt alt. Like I've never heard it pronounced that yeah. way. Okay, they're they're just they're just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, they're just messing yeah. with you. No, I always I said Adel- I always said adolatl. I know it from. Hmm. Um, from reading western novels and stuff that's yeah. where i know from mm-hmm. uh and that's how i always said it and then i think john wayne when you first said it all 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 you know i was oh, yeah. like what the fuck are you saying you know yeah, yeah. but um that, then i was like maybe i'm saying it wrong so who knows maybe yeah, we're all wrong nobody's say saying it, it wrong I was just like, maybe maybe we're all saying like a, it. You make it sound like I was sucking a dick or something while I was. <laughs> 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 no, the cool thing is nobody's pronouncing it wrong because there's no pronunciation of it. Like if you look it up in the dictionary, there's like no uh yeah, way to pronounce it correctly. So Yeah. So we're all wrong. We're all wrong and we're all right. Yeah, it's actually pronounced Billy Bob Thornton or something. It's like yeah. not been like it's not even what it looks like. Not it's even, like pronounced yeah. totally wrong. Yeah. It's like where did yeah. that B come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> where did that bee come from I don't uh, know. speaking of bee that that's the first letter in the word book and i think that brings us to book of the week book book of the week book of the week <laughs> Carrie's loving this. <laughs> I, can't. Oh, I can't wait till we get to the music in the movie because there's one song oh, that makes Jesus me laugh a whole lot. Fu- oh yeah, we can't. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the music in the movie. Oh, we will. Um, we will. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, book of the anyway, week. Yeah. Take, take it away, Chris. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, our, our book of the week this week is a little book that's coming out later in the year, uh, but we wanted to talk about it because we have the author herself right here. Uh, that is C.V. Hunt's The Next Time You See Me, I Might Be Dead. I'll um, probably be dead. I'll probably be dead. Okay, see? Uh, I, see, I already <laughs> fucked it up. I already fucked it up. Uh, All right, I'll let's probably... take that again. Sound speed, Chris. Yeah, okay. We can back it up. Yeah. <laughs> back it up. We'll edit it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, the next time you see me, I'll probably be dead. Uh, yeah, so that that is a big difference from the word might. Because might is kind of like, eh, but probably is like, it's almost certain. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there's a big <laughs> difference there. Uh, but you were telling us how you came up with this title. You want to tell tell our audience how you came up <laughs> yeah. with the title? Uh, well, you know, there's always uh, roundtable discussions and bullshit parties uh, of just yeah, talking and drinking and stuff and movie watching here at our household on uh, weekends. And uh, I had made the joke that uh, we were talking about T-shirts, making T-shirts with sayings. And I found a T-shirt that I thought was funny that just said something about like everything hurts and I'm dying and or I'm something. And I'm dying. Yeah. 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 And uh, I said, I want to make a T-shirt for uh, people who are dying that just says the next time you see me, I'll probably be dead and just market it towards like cancer patients and stuff like that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag fuck cancer on the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's. Very it's so dark. dark. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Me, yeah, yeah, me too. All right. So this book is a collection of short stories. Are they uh, new short stories, or are they ones that may have been pub some of them published elsewhere, like in anthologies? Or um, there is one that's uh, in an anthology. It's um, the Dead Bait Four from Severed Press. Uh, there's there's a story in there that I uh, added into to to the mix. And then um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet. There is an anthology that's supposed to be coming out sometime or another that I wrote a story for, but it's like a non-exclusive. So I was allowed to reprint it. Uh, actually, it was uh, probably one of my favorite stories that I've written in a while uh, nice. is in there. And then everything else was new, uh, new stuff in there. And it's, uh, I don't really write a lot of third person. So I took a crack at it a couple of times uh, in this collection and um, just, um, uh, uh, like, uh, as far as like the genres and stuff, they're kind of like a little beyond just like straight horror, extreme horror. There's a couple that are kind of like, uh, maybe sci-fi ish, um, oh, nice. or, or yeah, cosmic and horror type stuff in their stuff too. So it's just like me exploring things that I haven't really written before just to get, get a feel for it and see how I like it. And it's like, yeah, cause, uh, there's some things that I I've written that I was like, well, you know, I don't think I can write something like this, or I don't know if it's my my thing. And then I get into writing. I was like, oh, I actually like this stuff quite a bit. I never did yeah. think that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just like me just working through a bunch of short story ideas. And then I don't think I'm real strong at short stories. So I try to force myself to write a lot of them uh, recently just to kind of get the feel for them right. a little bit better. Yeah. Get in practice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's that's great about exploring different genres and everything too. I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone and try to write mm -hmm. uh, something that you don't normally, uh, even if you don't plan on publishing it. Just like to get in the practice, like okay, I never write, say, you know, a romantic scene. Like so, yeah. write it. You know, I never yeah. wrote about a spaceship. You know, just like to try these things out. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, that's really cool. And and like uh, I was going to bring up Murder House. That's got like a 
a different kind of like psychological you know mind fuck of a thing right like yeah the way yeah. that story that was kind of like and a lot of people are like what's the ending of that? and i love i met texted you immediately it's like i fucking love this ending uh yeah and yeah but yeah. that one's been kind and of then like, he went oh, blah, 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 blah. that's what he does it's weird i don't know why he does it see and <laughs> and you and you are allowed to call back jokes and they're funny but when i do it it's not continue i, I think i think a callback <laughs> is funny if it's not the hundredth time fair enough <laughs> no yeah the, the the murder house one it was just like when i got done writing that thing i was just like i don't even know what the fuck i wrote you know because it's like it's not extreme horror and it's it's it kind of plays with that is it you know is, this is it is it really yeah. happening yeah. is it you know in this person's head you know uh what the fuck is happening here type thing and i mean that's why i <clears throat> chose to go with autolotl on that one because it was just like i don't know how people would take that on grindhouse because it's just like it's not like in your face horror type thing right. it's more of a psychological mind fuck type thing and i was uh actually surprised myself with that one because i thought it was something that i would get halfway through and just drop it because you know i'm aware of my limits on writing you know because i have started writing something before thinking oh i'm going to do this and then get into it and be like i'm not that type of writer i can't write this you know yeah yeah uh, so no i recently wrote uh, about fifty thousand words on a project i was working on and then just all of a sudden said no i, I just because i you know I, I was doing a cosmic horror story and i've done cosmic horror before but in this particular one, I was writing it and I was liking it, but then it just dawned on me. I'm like, everything that is in this has been done. You yeah. know, I'm just like, I'm not going to, I can't keep going because I, I'm not doing any, I can't come up with a way to make this uh, different, this particular yeah, story. Yeah. It's just too, like, it's been done, you know? So. Yeah. I've, I've trashed 35,000 words on something that uh, I do not do outlines so I usually have a general idea when I go mm -hmm. in and then just let it go. And it's just like this thing turned into science fiction and I just hit a wall where I'm just like, I don't know science fiction. I don't read <laughs> science fiction. So like, I'm just don't even know what I'm doing yeah. with this. And I'm just like, just put that in the trash can. <laughs> it's right. like, I don't think that's never getting finished. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you can end up going back to something later. Like, yeah. You know, like I may go back to this thing and change it and fix it up, but I was at this point where I kept, I was hitting the wall over and over. And every time yeah. I sat down, it was like, bam, 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 wall, uh, mm -hmm. trying to come up with something different for it. And I just had to eventually let it go. But, um, I, I, I do, I, I, I do outline, um, you know, and, but it's very, very light, you know, yeah. like it'll be maybe like two pages. Like this is the general idea. And most of it is like the characters. I do more character outlining than story outlining. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. To make, cause then the characters are consistent, you know, I'm just like, okay, this person, this is not just their age and what they look like, but this is like, they're shy or they're kind of a wallflower or whatever, like character traits. So that way the yeah. character stays consistent. That, but, that's what I do that too. I, yeah. I just make like a list of the characters. I come up with their names, their ages, uh, actually by names. I usually go and search the year that they were supposedly born, uh, common names. And then I just right. go through until I find one that I like. Um, and then I usually do all their physical attributes too, even though it may not be mentioned just mm -hmm. so I have an right. idea and just, yeah, their characteristics, maybe even so much as like their background. You know, mm -hmm. were, uh, were they, did they come from a divorced family? Did, you know, things like that. Um, right. I just jot all that stuff down. But yeah, I, I do the same thing for characters, but I don't, maybe a few lines about 
stuff. And it's usually just a tiny little notebook that I keep and I just scroll it all down, but I don't do right. like a proper outline. Yeah. I, I outline, but it's only like, like, I'll, like once I decide I have an idea for the story, then I'm like, okay, this is going to be about, uh, you know, like, like with full brutals, like I have this idea of just, uh, I want a, a young girl who thinks that her baby, that she's pregnant and she thinks that her baby needs human flesh to survive. That was it. Yeah. And I just yeah. went into it. And then I was like, and then I started having fun with just, just how sadistic could I make her? Yeah. How much worse yeah. could I make her? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's very, very vague outlining. And some people are like, oh, well, you know, then you end up getting, you end up writing yourself into a corner with that. And I'm like, well, no, I think you're limiting yourself if you completely outline yeah. and you follow that. I think it, I think you need to let the story grow as as it goes as you, like the story will reveal itself to you and yeah. if you try to like put it in this box before you even start I, I think you're hurting yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm much like that too cuz it's like um there's a lot of times I'll be in my mind I'm like well this is how it's going to end and then I get into it and I'm just like organically that's not how the characters are interacting and then yeah. I, sometimes I'll actually stop you know step back like 3 quarters of the way through the book and take a small break. And then all of a sudden one day it'll hit me. I was like, Oh, this is how it needs to end. Like, and just go with that instead. And it's like, yeah, it's where if I was doing an outline, I would force whatever ending, but like without it, it's just like, no, sometimes the ending or even, you know, the story itself morphs because of just like, I come up with a better idea than right. what I originally had. So absolutely. Yeah. That absolutely. The story reveals itself to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John Wayne, do you, do you like do full outlines or do you just kind of, I'm a, I, I'm a uh, much like Carrie, a kind of seat of my pants type of writer, seat of my pantser, pantser, I like to call it. Um, the pantser? The pantser, <laughs> yeah. Pantser. I'll get, I'll just get the idea and start going with it. Um, and I'll take notes along the way. Mm -hmm. Like, like, okay, remember this character? Like, for instance, with the Western I'm writing and, you know, trying to wrap up right now. I have a another document of continuity continuity notes going, but also mm -hmm. just like remember to put this in, like oh right. this yeah. is gonna happen, I this is gonna that. happen yeah. later type of thing. Yeah, so I'll yeah. do that. I'll do that, but um, otherwise, like I just kind of like to grip it and rip it type of thing. Yeah, there's always note taking as you're going along because yeah, you might think of something that you're not going to get to for a mm -hmm. while, but you don't want to forget it. Absolutely. Um, and skips uh note john skips note card method i know we've mentioned it before that's kind yeah. of a different way of of like a well, way you can build your outline of, kind of but i i used it once i'm not a fan of it so well that's a way to work it out with someone else you have to you really need to have another person to to work that. out that yeah yeah if you're going by the, the the index card method you basically you write it all out but it's no good to just have it sitting there you have to kind of spring it off of another person particularly another creative person and so then they'll fill in the gaps of like well why would so and so do that if they were supposed to be this way and like they it's kind of like a finding finding someone to help you uh, get an idea of what, what your audience is going to say in reaction to your concept. It's like having like a script manager or something going yeah. like, oh, yeah, continuity's fucked up here. Uh. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 great. It's it helps a lot. I did it once once with uh, Hillary Dodge and it, it totally helped me unstick this novel that I was writing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I so I guess well, I took like the as one of his workshops where he he taught it and he didn't teach it like a two man thing. He basically the way I learned it. And I used this for just for charge land when I wrote that book, but you, you write on note cards, all of the, the beats, like the whole mm -hmm. story all the way through and you start writing it from note card to note card. But then anytime you think of something new or you write something that's different from the, that very 
there it's from like that you write another note card and stick it in that spot yeah like, that's that okay so i guess he taught a different variation yeah it was a different to do one, it by yeah. yourself to do it by yourself but it's basically that same that same idea but someone else is helping you come mm. up with things to jam into it um and that i think it's really helpful to do it with with two people like that that it's, probably makes more sense yeah yeah unfortunately i don't have any friends so, uh, <laughs> what about? <laughs> hey, I don't have any friends. What about Bear? Bear is our power of attorney. And... Well, she just she recommends the same thing every time. She's like, I think the dog should get treats in this story, and I think the dog yeah. should go for a walk. And why isn't the dog in this scene? Everyone's yeah. looking for the dog. When the dog's why not is... in this scene, people should be saying, "Where's the dog? Why isn't the why dog? Is... Why isn't the dog the hero? I don't yeah. understand." <laughs> yeah, she always has the same suggestions. So. All right. Uh, well, I think that brings us but, to our next segment, doesn't it? It, it does. But, but did we say like when it when this is going to come out, Carrie? Do you know the release? Yeah. Uh, well, did you have a release I date? I thought you just said end of the year. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't have a quite uh, release date yet because I'm horrible about that stuff with my thing. It's just like I'm I'm the type of person. It's like oh, I'm done with it. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at promoting. But you yeah, have a couple, uh, but you have plenty of books out right now that people can yeah. get. You, they can check out. Uh, what was the one you just mentioned, gentlemen? Murder House. Murder House. Yeah, Murder House. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Cock Block, one of my favorite book titles uh, out there. Uh, and, oh, you, you know what? Uh, it's an older one, but I just love the title "Misery and Death and Everything Depressing." I just, I still think that title is just so wonderful. Oh, and that, that, that title too, the story behind that one, because that is a short story collection too. I was literally, um, that was years ago, but I just remember standing and uh, trying to think of a title for this thing. I was like, I don't know what's in common. What is the thing that's in common with all of these stories? It's like, well, let's see. There's, it's either miserable. They're either miserable. <laughs> uh, somebody's dying or it's really fucking depressing. And then I thought, you know, it's like sugar and spice and everything nice, but not <laughs> but that no, yeah. I, I i absolutely love that title um uh and that's that one contains um uh baby hater which yes. is one of your more infamous uh novellas <laughs> and i read i read that not just baby but i read misery and death and everything depressing i read that uh, on uh thanksgiving day yeah. i was at, at my, my now ex-wife but i was at her my in-laws house uh and at, like yeah, you know, I was just having some downtime, and I read Baby Hater like in their house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was like, "This is fucking great! <laughs> that story is amazing." Uh, so yeah, everyone, you need to check out uh, CV Hunt's books. Uh, we highly recommend them, and I think that brings us to Ridiculous Reads. Now, I'm, I'm eager for my Ridiculous Read. You're Go ready, away. dude. Here it comes. I'm eager. I'm eager. All right, bring it. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous reads. Ah, ah, I am on ridiculous reads this week, ladies and gentlemen, and oh everyone else out there. So oh I have, uh, oh my God. Oh my God. Can I tell you real fast before yeah, you start? Please. Oh, please do. Uh, that when, that when, uh, oh, well, I got two things about Tom. Tom was on the show, uh, earlier. Thomas, mom shots out. Thomas mom was on the show in the recent episode and he, um, of course, of the Mum Library, our listeners know. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom gave me more books he when did. he came here. He did. He gave me more books for ridiculous reads, more novelizations. So I just wanted oh, you shit. to to know that that uh -huh. you know. So that's got more of them 
uh, on the way here. And he even, and he even has more at home. And he's like, yeah, when you're done with these, I'll send you these. I'm like, you have more. He has more. It's insane. Uh, also, I'm insane and stupid. Uh, I wanted to make this correction. And I'm sorry to, to put you on hold there with the ridiculous read. I just have to make this Fine. correction. Uh, when when Tom was on, and probably no one even cares about this correction, but I care, damn it. When Tom was on, we were talking about how long we had been friends. And we're both old and senile. And so we're like, yeah, a long time, like 15 years. It's been 25 years <laughs> that we've been <laughs> friends. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, why did we say 15? And I think it's because of this thing now. Like, I think people our age where we're just like, yeah, the 90s, that was like 20 years ago, right? It's like, no, that was 30 years ago. Oh, shit. Almost 40 for 1991. Or for, it's 40 years for 1991. It's just like my brain gets all scrambled. So I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, Am I no. alone in that? In like getting yeah. like the years messed up like that? Um, I, I, I don't just. Uh, I mean, I'm with you, and I'm not. I don't. I won't spit out a random year, but I'll think about it before I say it, and I'll be like, "That was 30 years ago." Hmm. Yeah. I'll just be like, "Yeah, the 90s. You know, that band Smash Mouth. They're great. You know, somebody <laughs> once told me, and you know that people. That's right. why I." But, I but that's that, with, I think I you. think that's the same type of thing though. It's where it's like like oh that band garbage. They were popular like I don't know. In my mind, it's like fifteen years ago. It's like no, it's like thirty years ago, almost forty years ago. You know, it's I like think, that's where that, my head explodes. You know, you know, like so. I think that for the rest of your life, you should refer to everything that happened to you in the past as happening fifteen years ago. But, Just well, always, that's, no matter that's what, what it seemed to be doing. It's like, well, fifteen yeah. years ago, I lived. Yeah, I was <laughs> born fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we've anyway, we've been friends twenty five um, years, and it's time for Tommy. Shouts out, man! I love you, dude. You're great on the show, and uh, thank you for your contributions as always. Um, this is come. This thank you for your service, stolen valor. This comes from my uh, my library, and this was given to me. Uh, this is one of those like this is another advice book. You know, oh, we, sure. we we go back and forth where we do our novelizations, we do things. We have, of course, Doctor Urkel uh, has come and given his advice several times on the show. And it, oh, what did it, did he have something? Did he call, did he call me just, a motherfucker? He did actually. He did. He's been he's been like wanting to get in your face about it for a long time. All right. Well, I'm glad you got that out, Steve. Doctor, I'm sorry. You know, we've looked at that. We've read some advice column, advice type books, and this is a um, this is along those lines. And I think this is right up uh, uh, my alley. And Chris, you might enjoy this as well. And and Carrie, I think uh, too. This book is called. Uh, I will be reading today from Steel Rainbow. The legendary underground guide to becoming an '80s rock star. Oh my God! What the? <laughs> fuck? It's who wrote, it's who just wrote this? It's this just—it's written... really just the hair. That's the whole thing. This yeah. is written yeah. and illustrated by Jordan Hart, and Jordan Hart writes for uh, a lot of online stuff, but, but but pop culture, movie, comics, stuff like that. But it was, uh, but was he an '80s rock star? No. Then where the hell but, does he get off? <laughs> but this picture Tell of him with the back, he's ripping it on a fucking Flying V, Gibson, not Epiphone. So I really have respect for him. So anyway, let me read the back of this. Um, in the spirit of this is Spinal Tap and MTV's Headbanger Ball, the essential guide to becoming a big-haired, mesh-wearing, guitar-shredding 80s rock star. Looking back at 80s hair metal, one thing is apparent. Every band looked and sounded exactly the same. According to legend, this is because of a secret text 
written by an anonymous record label in 1984 that promised fame and fortune to anyone who followed it word for word. As the music scene started to change in the 90s, this text faded into obscurity, never to be read and followed again. Until now. Oh, shit. In all its glory is a replica of that original text, painstakingly rewritten word for word for today's retro music hopefuls to follow. So this is basically, this book does tell you exactly step by step what you need to do to be an 80s rock legend. Can you tell us what like the chapters are like? I'm sure it's broken down. I'll give you some examples of of some of the chapters. Um, Oh yeah, if you don't want to give it all away, if you're gonna, I I will. I will. No, no, it's fine. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna do different passages, but uh, the 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 chapters include this: the basics, style guide, techniques. Oh. The studio. Okay, so tour, these aren't that interesting. Tour <laughs> etiquette and music videos. Oh, oh no, that that's just like uh, those are broad. Uh, they're just kind of those broad topics. But yeah, uh, I thought it was like going to be like how to adjust your cod piece while it, still it, looking cool it, well, in front that, of your mother. It's under the sub. <laughs> Let me do the read. You'll okay, see. okay, I'll so, shut up. I'll shut all right. So anyway, I, I, what I'm going to do uh, is read because this this really covers a large swath of information. And I want to just read some some pieces from it so that we all get a good round uh, knowledge of how to become an 80s rock star. Uh, this is some sometimes it's inborn in people like the, you know, like myself, but other people you need a book like. So the basics, believe it or not, there is an exact science to becoming a rock star. Simply being a great musician isn't enough to sell out arenas from Texas to Iceland anymore. In today's scene, how you dress, look and act are much more important than how you play. Before you start writing music or performing in public, make sure you and your band learn the basic requirements of becoming international rock icons. Cerberus, shut up! My dog is here in ridiculous reads, just barking like crazy. So, uh, like I said, so this is going to give us a lot of, of, of information that we need to know. So, one of the first things I'm going to read here, uh, this is that look gorgeous. Currently, if you want to make it in rock and roll, you need to be beautiful. Not naturally gorgeous? You're in luck. Wearing makeup is totally acceptable these days for rock musicians. A miracle solution to fixing genetic imperfections. Simply cake on foundation, eyeshadow, and blush to conceal your general unattractiveness. Warning. This is very important. If you're fat, short, or unwilling to have a nose job, you'll have to play bass. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, they're not, he's not wrong. No, he's it. not wrong. He's, he's and it's not... really okay for guys to wear makeup if they're an eighty if they're an eighties rock star. You know, like I've said it before, those guys in Poison, like I was jerking off to that album cover for like a year before someone told me they were guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's another <laughs> podcast, I think. But <laughs> it's also acceptable today to wear makeup as a as a, a gentleman or however you like to dress yourself as. But uh this is specifically geared toward rocking, okay guys? Next mm-hmm. thing I want to read. Next, The album's cover shot is always more important than its content. Very important. Yeah. Industry execs and radio personalities might have you thinking that sound is what drives sales, but truthfully, it doesn't matter what the hell you record on your album. So what makes a platinum record? The cover art. As long as the lead singer's face takes up the majority of the cover, your fans <laughs> will be too busy petting his picture to hear what's coming out of the speakers. Note, if your album really sucks... Include a mini a mini pullout poster of the singer in a cowboy outfit. That, that is good advice. 
this is good advice. That is good advice. Um, yeah. Now I noticed like, all of your albums. It's just like so close up on your face that like yeah. you can barely see anything else. Yeah. Well, and all those all those cowboy posters in my eyes. In my eyes, it's a poster of me as a cowboy. Yes. And then you open it up, and then the poster's yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, it's it's brilliant marketing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had this book for a while. Yeah. So so when you get successful and and you uh you go out, you, you start to do some tour. You don't even have to be successful. You start to hit the road. You, you got to get out there on tour. Um, here's some, you know, this is one of those kind of uh, on the road type of things. Understand that every groupie will smell like a unique combination of champagne and ashtray, regardless of age or location. And this is, this is <laughs> true like the today. regardless of age. Like <laughs> or location. Your olds are showing up smelling like champagne and it, it just, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, just I was going to argue as well that I think there's a certain age where, where the groupies start to smell that way. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying they all just take it on. And if you've ever like had to play and uh, I know like you can't smoke in any bars anymore, but back when you could, and I would play like in bars and shit, I'd come home just smelling like fried cigarettes because like, well, we make jalapeno poppers and French fries and then we fucking yeah, everyone man. chain smokes in here. So um, I could see some people adapting that smell uh, without, you know, knowing. I think that I think the groupie smell like some of the groupies smell like that just because they had to get through the roadie to get to you. Oh, yeah. oh they had to suck <laughs> 11, like 11 miles of roadie dick to get backstage. Hey, um, hey, 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 language. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh are we not allowed to say dick? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad we got that sound bite out of you. <laughs> I was generally upset. <laughs> You're like throwing up headphones. I'm out of here. Oh, man. <laughs> of course not. You can fuck, say this. Dick. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> I think we said fuck a bunch. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I was <laughs> just joking. Yeah, Chris is... Chris is a, f- a funny guy. So, so uh, uh, moving on, like you're, so there are only three liquids are, are acceptable for you to drink oh, vodka, beer, and diet soda. Did you get that? Vodka, beer, and diet soda. Most diet of the time so- you'll drink diet, diet soda. Most of the time you'll drink vodka and beer, but if you're too hungover for either, your only option is diet soda. Mm. It'll keep you skinny and hydrated and possibly even earn you an endorsement deal mm. if you drink it in public. Remember, Getting fat is the easiest way to commit career suicide and end up working at a music store. So be sure to balance the three appropriately. Oh, I have an argument for that. Though. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, there's a couple of 80s singers that I have in mind right now. <laughs> Fire away. I mean, th- maybe they didn't get They're this book. They're not working in record stores. Well, Axl Rose. Yeah. Axl Come Rose on. is skinny again. Is he? Well, I have seen that, photos. That last time I saw him, he was... He was he was very jolly. No, that, yeah, no, no. I've seen was, him like very recently on the tours they're on, like the oh, big oh, really? just doing. He's, he's yeah, back he's in shape. Doing, like, he's the axle of year. he's the axle of, of old. Well, some of these some of these people have never been thin too, like yeah. like like meatloaf. You know, like you know. <laughs> never well, they didn't have this book, dude. I'm, I'm reading from. He, like, oh, he, yeah. actually, he yeah. actually got thinner, like after Bad Out of Hell, and then. He got fat again, but he's like less fat than he was when he became a star. So I don't know. We're just also diet soda doesn't make you thin. No, it po- it's poison. It's um, it's actually has the opposite effect because it yeah. uh, it has tricks a, your brain. Yeah, yeah it tricks your brain. It's like an addict has addictive chemicals in it uh, that are artificial sweeteners, and you end up drinking more than you would of a normal soda. So, yeah. welcome to Science Cast, everyone. 
soda <laughs> and your addiction to it. Um, yeah, and it's awful for you either way. Uh, here's another uh, hint. Hire the lead singer on Looks Alone. The vocalist is the face of the band. If he looks like crap, you sound like crap. Don't worry about how terrible his voice is. That can be fixed through coaching, vocal processing, experimental European surgery, and lip syncing. Beauty, on the other hand, can't be taught. It just is. And then there's yeah. an asterisk where it says, but it can be bought. So It can. Yeah. It can. Yeah. But, you know, that that is good advice because, I mean, like... That's the that's the true story of the band uh, John Wayne is Dead, where the, they were like, we need a front man. And they saw you and they're like, he's so handsome and so beautiful. And you're yeah. like, I've never played an instrument before in my life. And they're like, you can learn. It doesn't matter. The yeah. important thing is you look that good. And like most people don't know that. that that's how you got that, the job. Yeah. Then, then and, you and, learn and to like, play instruments and be talented much later. Really speaks to my narcissism because, like, not only is the band named after me, but I was talking to myself in the mirror during that conversation. Yeah. Now, here's one. Here's one that's very, this is very near and dear to my heart. And I think it's very crucial. And I think, and I'm glad that all three of us, if you're not watching the YouTube video, you don't know, but we're all demonstrating this right now, all three of us. No Uh sleeves. Goddamn right. If you must wear a t shirt, savagely rip off its sleeves oh savagely oh shit i like the savagely yeah okay mine i, I feel like a pansy mine's all store-bought sleeve yeah <laughs> mine's, mine's pre pre-made that's all right there's still no sleeves it's fine i'm i'm okay with that all right. um we're learning a we're couple learning. more i want i just want to give to you and these, some of these, these are really gems and they don't have to be long like, wear a cape whenever possible <laughs> is, that's is good advice that's solid that's, that's sound advice no matter what no matter line what. of work you're in. Amen. You don't have to be a rock. Just put a cape on and walk around. It's fucking A. I'm doing that guy, on Monday. See the guy <laughs> in the cape? I got the, I got the glasses. I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you, you do. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you'll, like, you'll have like the Clark Kent and, and Superman all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one thing we do have to adjust, uh, adjust and address are bass players. We did make a dig at them earlier. in the thing but here's the thing here's the thing this is a section on bass bass stay out of the real band members way that's the number one (laughs) oh my god (laughs) number one for a bass if you're playing bass um next thing uh bass players don't give your opinions or suggestions no one cares (laughs) (laughs) next thing for your bait for your if you're a bass player in the band don't speak must spoken to. Oh man! And perhaps the most important, important thing when it comes to the bass player, always remain the fattest member of the band. <laughs> You're there to make the other guys look good. And yeah. I think I'm going to end on that. Um, I, think he, this, I think so. <laughs> this book is called Steel Rainbow. It's by Jordan Hart, and he illustrated it. And this is going to really, you know, this has been, like you said, salvaged from the past. And uh, we got a lot of great bands out of this advice. So yeah, maybe this will come back and we'll give some more advice, but uh, probably not uh, if you play bass. So No, no. And, and for those bands out there listening, if you're having trouble with your bass player, if he's a problem or she, uh, there's a simple way to get rid of them, and that's just pay them for the pizza. <laughs> just give them the money and be like, all right, you're done. That's how, you, that's how I get bass players off my porch. I don't know about you. But <laughs> <gasps> Boom! All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
I thought you were going to be like, just pay him for the sex and tell him to get the fuck out. Oh, <laughs> That's that, it. Money's that on the dresser. Money's yeah. on the dresser. <laughs> oh, you're still here. Oh, you're still <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, check out this lick. <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get off of metal, I'm glad you brought off metal because I was thinking about uh, the, the our uh, bonus episode uh, where we talked about metal and horror. And there's a couple of movies I meant to mention that I think I forgot to mention. Um, and I, I'm not going to go into detail on them here, but there are other examples. Uh, Terror on Tour, Rocktober Blood is another one. And the one that I really wanted to mention to you, John Wayne, is I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure I mentioned Shock'em Dead. And Carrie, if you haven't seen Shock'em Dead, you need Shock'em no, Dead in your life as well. Did you bring yeah. up Trick or Treat during that episode? Oh yeah, I made John Wayne watch that was it. The main, okay. That was the main folk. Man, I've been point. watching that shit. My my brothers were so in the metal and that that and um what is it? The Nightmare on Elm Street that has the Dokken in it. Like that, yeah. Yeah, about Dream those. Warriors. Yeah. 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 We yeah. talked we talked about all of that. We talked about those. We talked about uh rock and roll nightmare, and we actually have John Michael Thor is our guest. Oh, uh, really? As, yes, That's he's, cool. he's That's yeah, cool. yes, he's he's a friend of mine, and uh, he was mm-hmm. on the show, which was very cool. Uh, and uh, uh, but um, uh, the other, the Shockem Dead, yeah, that's where I was going. Shockem Dead stars Tracy Lords. Uh, and uh, oh, also, I see why you like that. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, but she's kind of like not a, not the main character in it uh it's this guy who wants to be a rock star and becomes one and he has to like drain people's blood to stay a rock star mm. uh and it's absolutely hilarious how bad it is and um uh do you do either of you remember the hair metal band nitro that sounds familiar freight train freight train oh no. yeah yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. They, the biggest hair you've ever seen like mm-hmm. nitro uh but anyway uh michael batio is, is was the guitarist for that oh band. cool you know yeah, him he's an extreme right the, the guitar player that then went on to be an extreme no maybe i don't know i don't know but he anyway he's the he's the, like the demon in uh shock him dead and he's like ah. playing like he's playing like the double you know those guitars that are like, two like guitars? Guitars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it the one, is it like a, a woman's leg spread and he's like licking it or is that uh, my head mm, i don't know i think that's just your, your dream but anyway yeah, he, like, but, but he does. <laughs> yeah, but he does have like these demon chicks all around him, and it's like the cheesiest, funniest shit. Uh, so, yeah, shock him dead. You guys both need shock to check check okay, that out. Check that out. Yeah. I need so, my notebook. I got. I was supposed to have a notebook over here so I can write shit down. I'm horrible about this remembering stuff. Oh yeah, me too. Like as I said earlier, I can't remember what year it is. Yeah, I'm like I'm like year 2000. That was like five years ago, right? No. It's all a blur. I think it's once we got rid of decades, it's all all a blur. It's like 80s, 90s, and then the 2000s and so on. And, no, and, I'm sorry. He's not in uh, Extreme. Okay. But yeah, but he, sure. I, I, I mean, I was saying, but, but he is like a, sh- he's one of those shredder guitar players. He yes. has a lot of solo stuff. So that's yeah. why I just got those confused. But yeah, he's a, yeah, he's like a badass fucking shredder guitar player. Yeah. I didn't know he was in that movie. I'll have to check that out. I'm oh, sure yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, I'm sure it's uh, amazing. It's absolutely, it's absolutely terrible and so entertaining the entire time. Uh, it's fucking hysterical. Um, yeah. Uh, Terror on tour is not so great. Rocktober Blood not so great. My buddy Greg loves Rocktober Blood and it has a great soundtrack, but I've never been able to make through Rock Rocktober Blood. I find it so boring. It just feels like nothing happens in it. But it's got a cool title and the then the poster is exceptional. I love the poster for Rocktober Blood. Um, but anyway. Uh, I think we should get into our main 
show here. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like Shatner all of a sudden. I um, think. <laughs> Are you having a stroke? Let me let me call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that now I'm just going to do walk-in. Uh, no, I'm not going to keep doing these voices. Uh, anyway. <laughs> That's my job. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're doing summer slashers all summer long. Uh, and as I said earlier, this particular uh, movie that we're going to be discussing was chosen by the great C.V. Hunt, our friend Carrie. Uh, mm-hmm. And I am so grateful uh, to her for introducing me to this movie because how I didn't know about this movie before it blows my mind with the amount of trash that I have and that I love. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, a very special, uh, uh, I would say proto slasher. I would say yeah. not necessarily a slasher movie, more of a proto slasher, but we'll discuss that uh, on our summer of slashers. <laughs> Added the screen, like you said. It's 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 better that way now, actually. <laughs> like okay, it's like psychotic that way. <laughs> <laughs> he just screams. Yeah, I said to him, I said to him before, because that's a that's a piece of music that I made a long time ago for like a fake slasher trailer movie that I did many years ago. Uh and that so the music is at longer than that clip. And so I told him, I was like, you know, we just use a piece of that. Uh, but it ends so abruptly. I was like, maybe just add a scream or some set, like chainsaw sound effects or something. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. And for this, like the fourth show in a row now, where he's just like screams. Like, scream. No, I've, I have. You were howling before. Yes. And you're like, I don't know if werewolves are slash or so. Uh, this time I decided. <laughs> yeah. <to slash." laughs> it's better that way. How about just the end of it? You just make some random noise. Got it. <laughs> it could be a scream. It could be a belch. Yeah. It's going to start passing gas on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, that's really low brow. So I definitely will do that. Okay. So the movie that we're going to be talking about today uh, is a film from 1976. It is an English speaking Greek film by director Nico Mastorakis. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and this movie is called Island of Death. Uh, now, it was also known as A Craving for Lust uh, and Devils in Mykonos, because uh, it takes place in the island of Mykonos. Um, this was a video nasty uh, during the whole video nasty scare uh, in the UK, uh, and is still one of the most banned films in the world. It wasn't released uncut until 2003. Um, and some of you out there may be like, I know that movie and it's sick, but it's not necessarily a slasher. And I was saying that I feel like it's more of a, it is a proto slasher. So I think it, it kind of falls into, into that realm a little bit, but anyway, let's get down to it and talk about Island of death. Basically in this movie, you have a couple, uh, who go on vacation, uh, in Greece and they just basically just engage in every sick and demented thing you can think of. Um, and they go around killing and punishing people that they think are perverted. And the irony, of course, is they're very perverted. Um, and that's basically it. That's the plot. Uh, so we'll start with our guest, as we always do. Carrie, how do you feel about Island of Death? 
so Island of Death, um, yeah, came to me talking about the video nasties. Uh, uh, during the lockdown for low thing, I decided um, uh, I was going to go through and collect all 72 video nasties, uh, which I have completed. I still have not watched every single one. I still have 16 more. Uh, but, you know, it's oh, kind of like a... What's that? But you own them all. Yes, I do own them all on either DVD or Blu-ray. Um, actually, I have my copyright here. And uh, when I got it, I knew it was going to be something really special because I don't know if you guys oh, can see. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a much cooler cover than the one I have. Yes. Uh, this is from Arrow. Um, I'm not sure when this was exactly released or anything. But um, yeah, I picked this up off of Amazon. It was a used DVD. Uh, the cover art is pretty good. Um, my mine is so, also mine is also from Arrow. It's from the Blu Blu Ray release. Blu Ray, yeah. Uh, so, yeah they, the cover, but the cover is fine, but it's not as cool as that. That's a cool cover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, uh, and this, I have to take Bear's squeaky toy away. She's making too much okay. noise. sorry. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, we started going through and watching them. How we've been watching them is I just literally have a stack of the things that we need to watch that we haven't seen already. And then I just uh, do a random number generator and whatever number down the list. I just yeah. pick that one and we watch it. That's <laughs> that way. Because there's awesome. a lot of cannibal movies and then video nasties. Yeah. There's a lot of re repetition on certain things. So sure. uh, yeah, sure. when we got to this one, it was just like, yeah, uh, we watched a lot of them. And like I said, not through all of them yet, but um there's a lot of them. You watch them and you're like, I don't know why this is on the video nasty list. I don't yeah, know why this was yeah. banned. I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. This one, I know why it was banned. <laughs> yes, you really you do. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I personally, so far, it is, uh, it's a toss up between everything that I've watched of the video nasty so far. It's a toss up for number one. It's that one. And then it's, I'm going to get this wrong. It's House at the Edge of the Park. Yes. Is, my follow-up, which has mm -hmm. the guy who plays Krug from uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, yeah, Isn't that it's a home invasion well, story? Yeah, it's the guy from um, Last House on the Left. Yeah, there you um, go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it it's David Hess. David Hess. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. in that one. Um, mm -hmm. And the the other fellow, I can't remember his name, but he's in a couple other, uh, like, uh, what is it? Cannibal Apocalypse or something. He comes from that movie. But yeah, yeah this one, it's, uh, yeah, definitely. I think it hits every mark as to why uh a movie should have been banned <laughs> uh mm -hmm. and it's so and then some it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's 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 like i don't want people to take this the wrong way but it's like when things are just so wrong-headed you know it's just to me kind of hilarious it's like yes. it is so wrong-headed and offensive that it's just like it's funny it's like how did this even make it to film right. yeah i mean obviously it was what 70 would you say 70 76 76. 76. It's yeah. like 76. So, I mean, you know, there's going to be lax well, on that stuff, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's definitely something that I point to when you're just like, you know, what's extreme horror or whatever uh, type thing. It's just like, yeah, when you just completely go over the top, it's completely wrongheaded, yeah. you know, type thing. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, this is, this is a good example of it. I, I personally like the film quite a bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk more about all yeah. of that too. Um, all right. So you like it. Uh, John Wayne, how do you feel about <laughs> Island of Death? It was cool. I liked I liked it all right. I liked it for what it was. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't dislike it. 
but here's a question. I don't. I hope I'm not jumping the gun. But is this? I and I don't know this, so I'm not like this. Is not a baited question. But was this like a influence on Quentin Tarantino for writing Natural Born Killers at all? Do you know? Uh, like, I was going to mention that. I don't know if it's an influence for that, but I see uh, rewatching it last night. Uh, Andy brought up one thing, which was um, I don't know if either one of you have read the book Devil All the Time by Donald Ray Pollock, but there yeah. is a there's a killer couple in there taking photos, and it's like, yeah, basically uh, they go around, they pick up hitchhikers, and then the woman fucks them, and then he takes pictures, and they kill them, and the photos yeah, and stuff. Yeah. That's what Andy said. I wonder if that was any kind. This movie was any kind of influence on him. Yeah, and I, could, I, I always thought I was see like, that. Yeah, I always thought it was like, well, it kind of just reminds me of like an older version of Natural Born Killers, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Well, so I, I'm not the, sure. Well, the uh, the movie that that Tarantino actually credits as his influence for both natural born killers and uh, true romance is a movie called Badlands from 1973 with, okay. uh, uh, with Martin Sheen and um, who else was it? Was it Sissy Spacek? Yeah. Sissy oh, Spacek. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically, it was basically based off of the Charles, uh, what's his name? Charles Whitweather. No, no, not Charles Whitweather. No, the killer, <laughs> the, the street killer. Uh, Charles Whitweather, I think was his name, uh, who, uh, you know, this was in the 1940s where he was just like he and his young girlfriend kind of ran off and they were basically just like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I remember the story you're talking about. Yeah. Stark, Stark's weather. Now it's going to drive me crazy. Charles Starkweather. Starkweather. That sounds right. Okay. Uh, Charles Starkweather. Um, but anyway, Badlands, if you watch Badlands, it is true romance. I mean, it's, Mm. like even the music is the same it's stunning like how much they took from badlands for that movie and then natural born killers is kind of like true romance on steroids you know they just amp up the carnage um so yeah so that's that's if you wanted to see where he got that from uh john wayne i would say go watch badlands which actually predates this movie uh island of death by three years does that make sense though that I got that I drew that. Did you guys? Of course. I mean, Carrie, you oh, said yeah. You yeah. Did, like, no, yeah. Like, cause yeah. Cause I it's about, it's about, thing. cause it's about a killer couple, you know, mm -hmm. it's about a, a young couple that's just going around and just on a killing spree. So yeah, it absolutely, absolutely does. And I'm looking it up right now, Charles Stark weather and his girlfriend, Harley Ann Fugat in, uh, in 1958 is when they went on their, their okay. rampage. It's a really, that's a cool true crime story. If you yeah. haven't heard of Stark weather, um, um yeah, he and his girlfriend are the ones that inspired all of this shit. I mean, you know, them and Bonnie and Clyde, I guess. But Bonnie and Clyde were more focused on actual, like, financial gain, where these two were just, like, killing, killing yeah. for yeah, just, just murdering. Yeah, just mm -hmm. murdering. Yeah. And and he was, like, this uh, very James Dean type guy. Like, you know, it was the 50s. He had, like, the leather jacket and then, like, you know, the hair and everything. He was, like, evil Fonzie, you know? So... You guys think, seem less not so interested. In I that. love Fonzie. You're just like, oh, you said uh, <laughs> evil Fonzie is Fonzie. Yeah. Well, okay. Fair I think enough. evil Fonzie is is the killer in 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 our favorite movie, uh, Slumber Night, uh, Slumber Party Massacre Two. Uh, yeah. is, is the evil Fonzie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know the movie? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I actually yeah. uh, recommended that somebody to watch it. It's like you don't have to watch one; just watch two because two is yeah. It's it's. There's well, yeah, very I, little times when the sequel is better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I have to agree with you. I like the first one a lot. I do, yeah, but it's yeah. it's very uh, generic slasher. Um, yeah. Whereas part two is like slasher meets 
like Freddy Krueger dream sequence meets like Andrew Dice Clay. Like, I don't know yeah, what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay is, I think, is what I took from it. Yeah. <laughs> Hickory, uh, Hickory and, Dock. And then part three is its own thing. And then you get into mm-hmm. Sorority House Massacre and all those. And then you get to Hard to Die, which, which John Wayne and I uh, watched together as well. Um, yeah, there's a Very lot good. of spinoffs from that whole thing. But anyway, um, we're talking about Island of Death. So continue, John Wayne. How did you feel about the movie? I dug it. I thought it, I thought it was cool. Like, um, there, I mean, I, I went through like a, um, like a dabda, like, a, like, you know, like one of all the range of emotions, you know, like, uh, <laughs> depression and anxiety or whatever it is, like all those things. Um, <clears throat> because I started and I was like, all right, this is that kind of movie or, and then I'm like, oh, okay, this is taking a turn. Well, this is interesting. Oh, why? And then, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, and then like um i end like ended it with when it ended i was like i i see the value in this film and i i get exactly what it's trying to say so therefore i enjoyed it um so that's what i have to say about it i i don't know if i'm gonna break it out every christmas season like i would uh like uh like uh that fucking cut off the clit movie that uh, that we all love oh yeah come on, uh, come on. Oh, he, like, he does not like antichrist it, he hates he's mad at me for recommending uh, that movie. no you and nick, nick put it on at christmas he said it was the holiday season and we needed to watch this movie yeah, and i was like right. i so we'll put this on the holiday list too then fine <laughs> well i think okay well i would you like to know what i think of Island of death i would love I, to know what like you to. think i'm done okay. now thank you no, I was asking if you were done. Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. What do you okay. think? I think, uh, well, for one thing, I think it's much more fun than Antichrist is. I and I'm yes. this is speaking as someone who who likes Antichrist a lot. I think Antichrist is a great movie, but at its base, it's about depression. You know, yeah. and so it's a dark movie. Whereas Island of Death is is a knee slapping fun time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. When when I when I first you know when we were first talking about having Carrie on the show the the thing that uh, you, listeners you have to understand is is Carrie and I uh, have worked together several times uh, with Grindhouse Press putting out some really sick books uh, and also uh, you know we're we're friends and she and I will text each other when we buy some new bizarre movie uh you know like hey i just got boarding house hey i just got blood lake hey uh, Mm -hmm. whatever you know and we're both really into collecting these super niche market avant-garde weird movies and so you know i asked her i was like okay we're doing a a slashers and she mentions this movie island of death and i was like i don't think i know this movie um and uh, obviously since it was on the video nasties list i've at least heard of it but i've never watched it um and it was just something I just never got around to or forgot about. And uh, you told me very briefly about it. You were just like, yeah, it's this couple that they're killing people on an island and the guy has a sex with a goat. And I was like, okay, well, I can't just rent this. I have to buy it now. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to go right to the goat fuck? I thought well, we were going to yes. get filled yes. up to well, it. No, 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 if on. I would have revealed that in my well, no, synopsis, no, 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 no. it would have been the end of the fucking world. Oh, the goat fucking, what so the fuck? Right. Stop being so pissy. I'm explaining how Carrie pitched the movie to me to do it on the show. And that's what she said. I said that's that. What, 
There's a guy fucks a goat within the first 15 minutes. You said yeah. it's sold. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm bringing it up, Sean Wayne. Yeah, I wouldn't give it away normally, but that's what, how she sold it to me. She was like, this couple goes on an island, kills people, and right away, this guy's fucking a goat. And I was like, absolutely sold. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, well, I mean, I'm into it, too. I like to be romanced a little bit before my, you know, go fucking. Just like, right? buy, you know, let's dance or buy, you know, have a bite or a drink, you know, yes. not just like, yes. fucking goats. So, so that, so that was enough to make me say, yeah, absolutely. I'm on board. Um, and watched it for the first time last night. And as I said, I bought it, I bought it on Blu-ray and everything. Uh, and I'm so glad I have it in my collection because I thought this was fabulous. I loved every single moment I was watching this movie. And I really think it's one of those movies that on repeat viewings, I'll laugh at things that like I was that I didn't even notice or, or yeah. like, like, like some of the music, like I was like, this is kind of weird, but I was like so busy paying attention to what was happening on screen. I think now, like when I go back, I'll really listen more to the lyrics of the songs and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, Oh yeah. You definitely need to listen to the lyrics of the song. The lyrics are fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, like it was, I'm just saying it's one of those things like it, on repeat viewings, I'll, I'll even get more. Comedy more yeah. 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 Uh, Cause I was so enthralled by what I was looking at. Uh, and it definitely has that sleazy, uh, like John Waters kind of feel yes. to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and it's it's just gross and nasty and everything that I love in a trashy exploitation film. Uh, and it's it's I'm amazed I hadn't seen it before. So thank you, Carrie, for yeah. putting a fire under my ass for Island of Death. <laughs> <laughs> It is definitely right. one that I recommend quite a bit to people of a certain mindset. They're into right. movies like this. It's just like, yeah. yeah, if you're not into movies like this, you are not going to fucking like this movie. No, no. You, you've got to like, like early John Waters, like the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Pink Flamingos uh, yes. type, type uh, era. You've got to like early Peter Jackson, like, you know, uh, Dead Alive, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, that's what it made me think of. You know, is, is that kind of, has that kind and, of feel. And you mentioned the John Waters thing. It's like, now that you mentioned, it's like, oh yeah, it's that whole, like the filthiest couple of live type thing. Right. The Plank Flamingos, right. yeah. The, the older stuff, the uh, yeah. yeah female trouble type things where it's right. just like kind of gritty and raw. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In, in fact, when I, and then we can just open the discussion now. Uh, but uh, in fact, when I was, I was looking it up and um, the director, uh, Nico Mastorakis, um, he said that the, his whole motivation and this surprised me because i was like i had to know more about this guy well you know once i saw the movie and you know you have people like john waters who we've been talking about like who makes a movie like this and like it has like some social political commentary on like gay rights or whatever it might be yeah. and this guy this guy was just like no i wanted to make money <laughs> that was really <laughs> make the movie. and yeah. what his rationale for that was he saw texas chainsaw massacre which of course came out in 74 um mm -hmm. And he saw that, and that movie was a huge success, made a lot of money on a very shoestring budget. And so he decided to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but he wanted to outdo it in, in perversion and shock. And so that's why there's all these different shocking things in Island of Death, is mm -hmm. because he was trying to outdo uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But he forgot that it wasn't just the shock. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually a good movie and scary. Yeah. And his movie is neither of those things. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, it, it feels like the movie was just made to offend the shit out of as many people as possible. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of out there, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the concept of just like, Oh, fuck it. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to make money. <laughs> that was really what he said. Uh, and, and, 
you, you know, like I was wondering, I was like, is, was he like, you know, like with a Serbian film where like they made that movie and it was like really like their way of saying fuck you to, you know, this yeah. Serbia's answer to the MPAA and stuff like that. Uh, and, and the government as a whole and how it like oppresses people. Uh, but no, th- th- that he wasn't trying to get back of Greek government of the seventies. You know, I don't know anything about Greece in the seventies. So I thought maybe yeah, I there was some story behind that, but no, he was just like, no, it's shock for shock value. And I was trying to make money. Uh, you know, he had like the equivalent of uh, 30,000 pounds to make mm-hmm. Island of death. And he was hoping to make money back on it, but he made it so shocking and so, uh, exploitive that, uh, Like it was banned everywhere. And yeah, it wasn't until decades later, 2003, where it was finally released fully uncut. Those other titles that I mentioned, uh, like a craving for blood or, or whatever the fuck, um, those other titles were the titles of different cuts of it that were heavily edited. Yeah. Yeah. A a craving for lust. That's what it was a craving for lust. So, um, yeah, so and I know I know the titles changed too of dealing with the video nasties too because trying to track them down some of them were nearly impossible to find. Right. Uh, there was a lot of title changes when they were banned in the UK. They would retitle them before marketing them in the US. Right. Yes. So exactly. a lot of there's a lot of weird. Yeah, you'll get things and you'll just be like, well, that's not the title that I found it under. And then sometimes they'll have like three or four different titles because of the yeah. cuts and different countries and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes they're uh, maybe not necessarily on the video nasties list, but sometimes they'll they'll be uh, movies where they're trying to piggyback on the popularity of something else. And so, like, we'll just call it Zombie Three when it's mm-hmm. not really related, or or like uh, the the one that we were talking about with Scott Cole, uh, Patrick Still Lives, uh, really isn't a sequel to Patrick. Had no real ties to it, no the same actors, but just was trying to piggyback on the popular. Uh-huh. So it's an unofficial sequel where they couldn't really do anything about it because it's a different country. And it was yeah. just like, fuck you, we'll do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> and and if, several of the slashers we've talked about already, Chris had alternative titles mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> lest we forget fall break, fall break. Yeah. We're going on a fall break. Next I was up. singing that song today. This morning, I was like, break into your heart, fall into my arms, and then I'll break into, like, break into your heart, dude. I want to break, break yeah. into your heart, man. I mean. Yeah, uh, that, that one is probably the funniest title switch because they took it to uh, advertisers, and they were like, that's fucking terrible. You're not calling it fall break. We're calling it the fucking mutilator. We're calling it the mutilator, you know? And yeah. Thank God they exactly. did. But, but uh yeah, it's funny, like like you were saying, Karen, with all the different names, is sometimes I'll be talking to other horror fans about these kind of movies. And particularly if I'm talking to someone who's, you know, not from America, and, and they'll be telling me about a movie and they'll they'll say some title like you know, like say pranks or something. They'll be talking about pranks and I'm like, I never saw that. Yeah. And then I then I realize I'm like, Oh, that's the dorm that dripped blood, you know? I'm like, Oh yeah, it's yeah. like I know yeah. it by the American title, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that that happens a lot for sure. Uh so yeah, let's get into our the story of <laughs> the the plot of Island of Death. Uh, so we we it's a '70s movie, so it's got that sweet '70s style, you know, just like yeah. me, babe. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's just like everyone in this has like the the great '70s hair, including you know they got the 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 black guy with that amazing huge afro. Yes, it's uh, got a huge afro. Yeah, it's fucking sweet, you know. Um, Credits start off, and for all of the funny music we get in this movie, there's no music for the credits. It's just dead silence. And I was wondering what that sound was. They're, they're like click, 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 
And then yeah. I thought maybe it was a nice stabbing, but then later you realize it's it's the photos because the guys, yeah. yeah, the guys always taking uh, pictures of all his kills. Uh, and so our our main characters are, are Christopher and Celia, uh, and they're pretty much it. Everyone else is just around to get killed by them, pretty yeah. much. We didn't get music in the credits, but we do get music directly after. And that's one of our first awful songs. I noted. I was like, what is this? Like some <laughs> like love duet. Is this supposed to be them singing about themselves? Like what's happening? This is like the GoBots Island in the stream or something like I, I mean, I definitely wrote that down, like noted. I was like, what is this? And then the music just really didn't let me down from there. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very upbeat. All the music is very upbeat. It is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but yeah, it's some weird love duet that's almost I don't know. All the music in this confuses me and makes is it is, is it meta? Was this written for the movie? What's happening here? No, it was written for the well, movie. Th- there's one that's definitely written for the oh, movie. Oh yeah, there's which we one. We got to talk about the lyrics on oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. yeah. No, it's it's definitely about the movie because uh, the uh, Nico Mastor Rakas. Uh, like he did everything on this. He wrote it, he produced it, he directed it, and he did music for it too. So yeah, it's oh wow, yeah, yeah. So all this, all these songs were made for Island of Death. Yeah. Well, I like to imagine that it's the, the those two characters singing it to each other then in the opening. Well, you, you remember, like you notice, like a lot of the times when the songs begin, there is someone on screen who's like playing a guitar or, or singing it, but it's like, you're hearing a full band, but like, you know, there'll yeah. be like the guy in the street with a guitar, like singing the song, yeah. but you're hearing drums and stuff. That's totally not on camera at all. So yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, but that, well, I know the one song is a duet, uh, or maybe more than one song is a duet and they're like kind of singing back and forth. Uh, uh, you guys, yeah, we could talk about that. If you want to talk about the song, go for it. <laughs> oh, no, I just, that was the first, definitely. I don't, I mean, That's I don't know if you have any more to say about Carrie. That's the first one that I was like, this is going to have some interesting music, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so bizarre sounding. Like, I don't know. One, one that's later that the lyrics, uh, I, I, it's later on in the movie. I guess I'll wait until we get to that part. Uh, the lyrics for it, uh, the first time that I heard it, I laughed so fucking hard. For like five minutes, I may have been a little stoned while watching it, but it laughed so hard when watching it that it was like when it came uh, around this time, I anticipated it and was just like giggling before they even got to the lyrics. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. We could wait until we get to that part, but um, uh, yeah, so good. Just, uh, very up- there's a very upbeat song at one certain point, and uh, yeah, it's kind of I don't know, but uh, there's a point where some guy just breaks in screaming. Grab the sword, kill them all. Grab the sword, kill them all. And I don't know why that sent me because it's so out of it's such a juxtaposition yes. to the song. Yes, <laughs> that it just made me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> For some reason, I could picture you screaming, "Get the sword!" at Andy, like in the apartment, yeah. and that, that that means something kill like you know, fucking yeah, kill them yeah. all. Like it's like his Manchurian candidate fucking trigger word. He like goes and like. Anyway, so it just, it's it's just so upbeat, and then the guy just screaming like these metal lyrics or something over top of it. It just I don't know. It was it was sounds in dis- he sounds distressed actually. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like fucking in trouble and shit. Yeah. Uh, so so Christopher and Delia or, or Celia, I'm sorry, are they Christopher and Celia? Uh, you know, we we get the feeling that they're newlyweds, they're your know, boyfriend girlfriend, whatever, and we we immediately know something's wrong with them because they. 
one of the first things they do in the movie is they they decide to bang in a phone booth, mm-hmm. and and Christopher calls his mother uh, while he while he's banging Celia, and he's like, "Hey, mom, listen to this." And it's absolutely hilarious because it's like. First of all, that's beyond fucked up to do that, but yeah. But why doesn't she hang up on him? Like, like she's just like, <laughs> she's, I know not. you're not really doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that, that's what I wrote down. Point... Like, go ahead, scary. Oh, I was gonna say that scene too is like going back on the rewatch. I'm like, that is completely inconsistent with the very, very ending, and he says something uh-huh. to her about their relationship. We'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, wait a minute, but that doesn't make any sense in the phone booth scene then. Like, it seems like the reaction or maybe something she, would have been said. Maybe it does. She says, you're not really doing that, are you? But yeah. you get, we'll get to that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I wrote down phone booth fucking and I yep. can't come unless I call my mom is what I wrote yeah. down. Like, <laughs> I better call my mom or we're going to fucking do this. And then like, this also bothers me about many movies where they have maybe I maybe I'm overthinking this, but like they this is a sex. They, they're like have they're fucking in this phone booth. They obviously but, it, but the they, guys always have their pants on. Yeah, but they don't like there's a shudder of a cum happening mm-hmm. and then they just like stumble out and like, you know, uh, where did the cum go? She's just yeah. walking around, dripping it out. I mean, what, what's yeah. happening? So, so obviously it didn't pull out. Oh, the sex scenes always bother me because the whole like men and women coming at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know for theatrical purposes or whatever, but I'm just like, come on. Like yeah. who is doing this at the exact same time? No pun intended. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I just love, I always got to make uh, fun of every director in these movies of like, they've never, they don't know how sex works. Or they never had sex before, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, through this whole movie, the men can't seem to be able to pull down their fucking pants to pull their yep. dick out for sex. It's just <laughs> like they don't up. even gyrate uh, in the phone yeah. booth, really. Like I was like, are they? No, he's just like copping like, her, feeling up yeah, her ass. I don't, I don't yeah, know what's don't happening, know. but yeah. but, but it was we do. But we do get a lot of uh, a lot of nudies in the movie, so I you got to give the points for that. There's there's a lot of nudity, uh, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that in my slasher films um yeah. i think that's like the gore and the, and the nudity you know it has mm-hmm. to have so it has a lot of that but uh again to, to like i said earlier uh, uh proto slasher is how i would rank this it, it mm-hmm. for those for those of our you know listening who may not be familiar with this movie it's not necessarily a slasher the way madman or nightmare on elm street or something is um because it is this couple just doing weird crazy shit throughout and sometimes they're killing and sometimes they're just doing sick demented shit um, but I say proto slasher cause it feels like that. It's like primitive slasher. It's like leading into the slasher boom, which, you know, it, it did It kind of, you know, well, of course, Texas Chainsaw was before that, but whether that's a slasher is even debatable. But, um, I think for, for most purposes it is, uh, but like we really had the slasher golden age and the boom of it, like late seventies into the early eighties. And so I, this movie, it was kind of like one of the movies that was slowly inching towards that. You know, but it's not necessarily a slasher as, as yeah, per se. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's got all the nudies, and I like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more nudity than not in this movie, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say, or it's very close if you compare the runtime of like naked versus clothed people on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie. This movie is a long runtime too, for considering its content. An hour and yes. 48 minutes, dude? Yeah. Ah, it's yes. so long. It's really long. I, I do remember, uh, so when we watched it last night, uh, Andy's brother had not seen it, so he came over. Uh, and I said it, that. It's, well, it's a family. Just when, 
it's a family it's, occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bring everybody over to watch this. It's like get the I popcorn, made dinner. Bring the kids out. Be like, yeah, kids, you can stay up late tonight. Let's watch <laughs> Island of Death. Um, so yeah, I remember saying uh, it's long, and when you think it's going to end, it keeps going. <laughs> it does because it definitely definitely feels like there's uh, several endings at, at the end of this movie. It so. does. The movie doesn't have much of a narrative. Like you know, like it, it goes in one direction, and like you said, you feel like it's going to end, and then it just goes off into some some other story altogether um yeah it's just kind of a, a wandering plot um but speaking of nudies uh we got it we'll get to uh the goat like i mentioned earlier um <laughs> and john wayne got very upset um yeah the, this guy he uh you know like uh, christopher and celia and celia have, is too tired to have sex and so he goes outside finds a goat and fucks it uh and Talk about impatient, like like you do. Yeah, like it is so nonchalant. Just like he picks up this guy, she won't fuck him. He goes, he picks up this little baby goat, and it's so cute, and he's walking around petting it. And then it's like smash cut to him just fucking it in the bushes. Where I like rode back. I was like, what am I watching? Is this happening? Where like I had to rewind it and watch him fuck this goat a couple times to just write down like goat fucking what the fuck. Yeah, sure. That's why you rewound it and watched I, it several times. <laughs> I really like it. It's just so absurd because it's just like, well, I could just jerk off, uh, but there's this goat, you know? I just... It's like one of those like, huh? Like look around like, oh, fuck the goat type of situations. You know? Yeah, yeah. He just, uh, yeah, and then he brutally kills it too yeah um, it just turns cool. around slits its throat yeah 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 yeah, it's, yeah. and so like then we're and for just for a lot of these movies there is real animal i'm not sure on this one i couldn't really be sure i don't know if i have a cut version or not i mean there's some viewing but i'm not sure if he actually well, the, did no the arrow no no the arrow that we the arrow release is completely uncut Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think so. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it didn't they don't show look. him. Yeah. There's no, like, you don't see the knife going in or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Um, no. yeah. So he's I don't hold, think they he's really holding it. it. I don't like, think the head, yeah, like, it, yeah, he's holding it. I think it's fine. No, it's cause it's like, that, that is one of those things that I know some people get very upset about. That's sure. like, there's real, cause like the, the video nasty stuff, like, you know, cannibal Holocaust and stuff like that. That's right. real. Those are real. Bloody moon. You know, there's like a, decapitating a snake it's like that shit is real yeah. we've, we've uh, talked we like, talked about that yeah. on one of our episodes absolutely yeah yeah i don't think that this one is real and it's i think that's the only animal thing it that's is yeah. yeah yeah this is just like foreshadowing in a way that's like look at like, like okay these the, these guys are fucked up like first yeah. the first the bang or foreshadow yeah i was gonna say foreshadow well, I mean, it's for, up is an understatement well, yeah well no i mean it's I mean, well, I mean, it's foreshadowing that he kills a goat. That it's foreshadowing that he's going to go on to kill people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so, uh, but yeah, but fuck it, bigger goats. <laughs> it goes, yeah, like you know, he's working his way up. See a yeti and shit. I do have a, a joke for that later too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of sweet when uh, when two lunatics find each other. You know, um, uh. Yeah, one well, of the. Other... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you. I, I, no, I was just going to say, but we, we move into our first kill, like very shortly after this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is what yeah. I was just going to say, like this French fuck that we have. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yes. Ooh la la, like, oh, we Paris, like, baguette type of dude. What like, an with a, that with a beret, 
<laughs> with like with a really ridiculous like multicolored beret. Yeah. 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 An outfit this guy wears. He's like so French. It's it's painful. Yeah. 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 He's it's so like French. Works. Like uh, I got I got nothing. Go yeah, ahead. I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've been to France and no one is like this guy. Like that's how French yeah. he is. It's, yeah. It's. It's a total caricature. Yeah. yeah I was going to say the scene where they meet him too. It's just like you start getting the inside of like just what kind of weird fucking lunatic that the guy character is, where he's just like, see that guy over there? He's looking at you. Like, just, yeah. 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 You kind of get the yeah. idea. It's like this guy's unhinged real bad, yeah. <laughs> you know, aside from fucking so, goats. He's really unhinged. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he calls the guy over. That That's yes. this is where it sets up like, I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because yeah. he calls the French guy over. Mm-hmm. And says like, oh, this is my cousin. She's single, like makes a point to tell him like she's single to so that he can like. And I was like, so is he trying to show her that he was like lusting after or something? Just trying to make a point. Yeah, yeah he is. But a much di- like a different point, like, you know, mm-hmm. like to the extreme. Right. Where right. I'm, I'm like, OK, what the fuck is going on? Is he pimping this chick out to this dude? Like, or yeah. is this going to cut off and he's going to be like, fuck you. We're married. And I said, you're a dick. And I told yeah. her and now. Yeah. But yeah. but no, what they're really doing is is Christopher and Celia are setting up this guy uh, to to be a, a victim of their weird sexual bloodlust. Um, where Christopher is really the driving force in this. Uh, I mean, Celia is definitely along for the ride, and she does some sick shit all on on her own volition. But Christopher is the one who has this kind of like uh, like principle, this concept that like you know, certain people are filthy and, and sinful and they must be punished. You know, like anyone who's gay, anyone, you know, who's lesbian, you know, he, he's like, ah, oh, that's a sin before God. Meanwhile, he's, he's a fuck, he's fucking goats he's and killing people. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a total lunatic, but you know, so he's a hypocrite, but like, he's, you know, kind of like what John Wayne was saying. It's like, where's he going with this? And what they're, he's like really trying to just set this guy up to, to bang Celia. Mm-hmm. So they can kill him, and it's it's not even like a perverted thing. It's just like he's hooking up with this girl. It's like, well, where is the the perverted part coming? Yeah, in, you know. Yeah. Um, but apparently, to Christopher, it's perverted. So, uh, yeah. And yeah so that's, that's like that, entrapment. That it's one. Totally, that kills, yeah, yeah, that yeah, kills yeah. like an entrapment thing. You know. Yeah. They said it, he wouldn't have gotten killed otherwise, yeah. unless like he was yeah. like jerk like jerking off in the street or something. Right. But they right. really they really baited him. You know what they right. had? That was, you know, low hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah. But uh, they have a long ass outside fuck scene, basically. They do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Celia and the and the French man. I didn't catch his name, uh, but Celia, uh, like, you know, seduces him by painting his dick, which I think is. I thought like, that was it, awesome. It doesn't get hotter than that. I mean, John Wayne, like <laughs> speaking as two men, when a woman takes a paintbrush and paints my dick, I mean, that gets me yeah, going. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's the secret. The secret ingredient <laughs> right there. Um, there well, they're, they're they're painting a church, for, yes. like just for context. But then, yeah, she yes, they're, they're not just dick painting. Yeah, they're seems... just like flirt, flirting, <laughs> flirting with the paintbrushes, and she just straight like paints, like hits his like ball dick and like up, like an upstroke yeah. on his yeah. dick, and you're like, yeah, oh, they're, they're clothed. They're clothed. Yeah, they they start like a little paint fight, yeah. very cute. But she starts mm-hmm. painting his dick, and I I was just thought that was wonderful. Um, yeah, and then uh, of course they have like John Wayne said they have this like very long uh, sex scene with his pants with, on with his pants on, but she's completely naked. Of course, um, and then uh, and then yeah, Christopher pops up and 
and it's a pretty gruesome, uh, well, I don't know, not gruesome, but it's a de- kind of demented. He, he, he says he's going to crucify him, but he really just like nails his hands to the ground. He doesn't like actually yeah. put him on a cross or, or anything. He just nails his hands to the ground. Uh, and then they, they, uh, they pour paint down his throat. Hmm. Yeah. But like before, but this is how we get a little set up into his psych psychosis or whatever because he's watching them fuck forever and taking oh and pictures. he's taking photos yeah yeah and and you're and like oh okay you're getting a little bit more into like okay is that what this is about like is yeah. it about his art mm-hmm. and he's a psychopath or is he just a psych like what's happening but yeah. yeah then like you said like he jumps out and they fuck this guy up big time nail his hands to the floor to the ground and uh then they waterboard him with paint it's crazy yeah. She's yeah. he's like, he'd like this to drink. And she's like, yes, he'd like that very much. Like some yeah. of the lines are just crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's important to know that Celia is like totally on board with all. this. Oh, yeah. shit. Like Christopher yeah. kind of like steers this ship, but she's very much along with him. She's not yeah. like, oh, you know, she's not. There's later on. There's one or two things where she starts to be uh, like apprehensive. But initially she's like, yeah, he totally will wants to drink that pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just goes and fucks him. She has no problem with that. Uh, uh, but, uh, oh, it's just, speaking of drinking things, um, girls drink milk, uh, is, is one of my favorite lines from this yeah. movie where, cause Christopher doesn't drink alcohol. He yeah. doesn't drink any alcohol. He no. only drinks milk. Yeah. yeah. So they're at the bar and, and he and Celia order their drinks and he orders milk and she orders uh, tequila, I think. Yeah. And, and the, the bartender is like, that's weird. Usually it's men want the tequila and. And the woman wants milk because girls drink milk. Yeah. Like, I was like, they do? It's <laughs> like, that's their... Drink and then like, she's like, what a role reversal. And like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking Like, yeah. is that a thing? Like, do girls just just girls just want to have milk? Was that what... Girls just, apparently, yeah. I think I missed that. that yeah. Alternate that. cut. I, did, I didn't get that when I was born. They didn't give that to me in the girl's handbook that you only <laughs> drink milk, but apparently that is a thing. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to check the steel rainbow handbook here and see if the milk thing is in there. So that's got to be in there. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Oh man. Um, So that, that brings into it. uh, Foster who all of a sudden they just randomly mentioned that there's this detective named Foster who's hunting them. He he thinks, he thinks we're killers. It's like, well, you are killers. Uh, And uh, so this guy, I guess has been looking for them. Uh, but they just randomly mention him. Like he wasn't mentioned in any proceeding yeah. or anything. And you don't see any like real scenes of him except when he arrives on the island. Uh, and he's got, as I mentioned, you know, he's a black man. He has an amazing Afro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and almost as soon as he shows up in the movie, it, it's over for him. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's like they literally just introduce him and you think, oh, well, this is just going to turn into like a weird crime thing where he's chasing them. And it's just like, no, he's only here to be killed. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's on there. In, in, in one of the glorious uh, kills, which actually reminded me a lot of Andy Sadar's movies, which I mentioned uh, to yes, you, Carrie, yeah. uh, with Hard Ticket to Hawaii and stuff like that. Yeah. Like this this particular... Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Oh, by, the way, <laughs> by the way, John Wayne, that, that soundtrack just came out on vinyl. Oh, my uh, God. So, Fuck. All right. Let me look. I'm to yeah, look. yeah. Yeah, because... Greg sent me a picture of him holding it, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, Of course he did, dude. Uh, Greg. Alexa yeah. shit, yeah. trying to outdo me. Uh, White he, Sox, Greg. His his collection of, of vinyl like movie soundtracks is really oh, impressive. Man. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, you have to see those Sidaris movies, Carrie, mm-hmm. because you will definitely enjoy them. Uh, yeah, they're, she hasn't... 
Go ahead. I was going to say that that uh, box set that you said that was like 12 movies for seven bucks on Amazon. It's sitting in my Amazon cart right now. It's okay. that and along with a couple other Dude, things. Yeah, those yeah. movies John are Lane. so good, Carrie. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, John Wayne, she's, she's not seen any of his films. She hasn't yeah, seen I don't think that I've seen anything from him. Yeah, I don't think that I have. I mean, I used to have like this like box set of a whole bunch of shot on video stuff, but I don't know. I don't believe any of his stuff was on there. Well, his stuff isn't SOV. It's... Oh, okay. uh, it's it's more like made for like Cinemax in the nineties, like like made for Cinemax. Oh, movie. gotcha. Okay, it kind of okay. has that feel, uh, but it's they're so bonkers and so bad, and it's just like like busty women with machine guns and yeah. They're, they're, that that uh, like, clip that you showed me, I, I showed that uh, last night after we watched Island of Death, and I said, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely still need to get this box set. <laughs> which clip? Which clip did you show? The one where they have to think in the hot tub. No, that's a good one too. Oh, and no. I also showed I found the frisbee one and I, I showed that one too. Like, yeah, I definitely got a good <laughs> Yes. No, I sh- I sent her the clip from Hard Ticket where uh the guy is skateboarding upside down and he's got the blow Oh up god, Jesus Christ. And they yeah, shoot at and they shoot at him with a bazooka. I like that he shoots the tire of the car. And the guy's like, oh, I'm shot. He shot through the fucking heart. <laughs> and the guy. And he's like, uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I can keep going. It's just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you think that's good. Which is the spend, context of that scene. <laughs> and they spend a whole missile blowing up the blow up doll. <laughs> yeah. I like that. They, they sh- not only shoot the guy, they got to blow They got to shoot the blow up doll, too. Yeah. yeah they they had to fucking... send a message. Send a message, dude. A yeah. rocket launcher to kill the blow up doll. Yeah. Now, that's that's really that's really the creme of the creme of his films, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. But there, a lot of the other ones are great too. Like I love Malibu Express. I yeah, love that. That one's it's, awesome too. It's yeah. so, so good. good. Yeah. That's the one where like the girl, like they're like, we need a d- distraction because this bad guy's chasing them. And the girl's like, I'll handle it. And she like runs out and she's like, Hey, look at these. And she just opens her shirt, shows her boobs. And the, and the guy with the gun just stops and goes, yeah, <laughs> and then they, and they <laughs> fucking shoot him. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, the yeah. frisbee scene, uh, we were laughing because the girl, they were throwing a frisbee and the girl walks off and the guy's like, hey, you got a nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> that frisbee that frisbee thing is, oh God, that movie is just, oh my God. To, we'll have to have a future yeah. episode where the three yeah, of us we'll discuss. To, yeah, yeah that, that would be a great episode, Carrie. You'll come back on and tell us what you think of Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. It'll change the way that you you think about hot tubs and think in hot tubs oh man but yeah folks if, if you're listening it is available really cheap you can get um it's called girls guns and g-strings it's the andy sadaris film collection it's eight movies and it's like seven dollars on amazon if you yeah. buy the DVD. uh it's really worth owning if you love trash cinema yeah. uh i know we have a few uh, fans out there who comment when we do these shows and be like, oh man, I picked up this movie because you guys mentioned it. I'm telling you, you this gets the vital social issue seal of approval. You need yeah. <laughs> it gets the bump for sure. There's also a deluxe edition uh, available just if people are looking for it. Which yeah, it's I don't like know. $32 or something like that. I think it's yeah. like Blu-ray it's maybe like- or I can't remember. Yeah. No one needs that though. Like- <laughs> yeah, there's like two, there's two versions. You don't classy up trash cinema come uh, on guys yeah don't. yeah it's dear tay you know it's like oh don't well dirt. yeah yeah first i don't know about you but I, uh, but personally i don't need like the hour and a half like making of of hard nah, ticket to- nah. i just hard ticket to Hawaii. i will say I- the only the only thing i've ever bought where it had expanded stuff on it is there's this movie oh my god guys you want to talk about the island of death being a little offensive okay. you should look <laughs> there's this there's this movie called the sinful dwarf 
Oh yes. Okay. So like, yeah, apparently there, there was a, there was a interview on that one that we really need to go back and watch because they went to track down all the people who were in the movie to interview them. And I haven't watched that yet, but I need to, I need to watch that. But other than that, it's like when it comes to like all the extras on uh, movies, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want to watch the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't usually watch them. I don't usually listen to commentaries or anything mm-hmm. like that. No, I um, don't. Yeah. yeah I, n- I never do either. The only thing that I'm into now is just the blue, like having a, like the upgraded resolution of, of something like a fork, like a good transfer of yes, the movies. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, Cause this, this movie, Island of Death too, there is some night scenes that get so dark that it's for, at least on my television it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I really watched that. One of the Sorry. things. I was just going to say, apparently that's one of the things they really uh, cleaned up at Arrow, because like mm-hmm. mine looks looks great, and I don't have a 4K TV or anything, yeah. um, but the Blu-rays, like, I could see everything, uh, and that was another issue that like John Wayne had with the Mutilator when he watched it, and that was uh, definitely an issue back in the day with that movie, but now with, you know, Arrow cleaning it up, it's... it's Yeah, really and I was going to say, like I said, mine, I have no idea how old my my dvd is that i got um and and my tv is set up you know because like we bought a new like 4k huge tv uh and uh, i bought like a a dvd to like set the darkness lightness all the resolution and everything to make sure that it was like you know formatted and everything correctly so it should be fine but yeah uh, i think personally with formatting it by that disc things are a little dark anyway so Mm -hmm. uh because they want to make sure that the basically the black border that you see above when you get the widescreen stuff that it is black you know and yeah. you don't have like a white any white hue to it or anything sure. through the television so some things that are dark show up really dark on my television and it might be completely fine um i do remember watching this on a different television and not being that dark but going back to it this time i thought it was like yeah it seems really dark you can't really even see what's going on Mm. I I watched the uh, HD version streaming on the Prime that Prime has, yeah. and it was it was great looking. Like everything was, was was good. Yeah. Actually, like the night scenes are actually date shot like day for night. They're blue for night. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's night. why I think that like you get that problem where they overcorrect the, the yes, darkness, yeah. and and so it looks too dark. But like mm-hmm. with the HD version, it, it it was clear. But you can just tell they're shooting day for night. Yeah. I, I love blue for night. I love a good blue for night because you get to see the shadows, like the moon cast a fucking shadow or something when you're walking exactly. The yeah, because yeah. <laughs> everyone's a werewolf and shit. Not yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I, I don't want to say too much about Foster's death in the movie because it's really really funny. Oh, you don't? Oh, it's so. Well, we can uh, And if you really want, I no, I just I didn't. I almost wanted to not give it away because it's, but it's, uh, okay. but I mean, we can talk about it. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. And there's actually, there's actually some editing errors, errors yes. uh, in it as yeah. well, which yeah. is really, which makes it even better. It's like, wait, the plane just landed. No, wait, it's in the sky it's again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little all over the place. Um, let's just say that uh, uh, the budget must not have called for a stunt man. So mm-hmm. when they have to use a dummy, uh, in certain spots, it's very oh, painfully yeah, obvious. So funny. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the dummy is so obvious that, um, yeah. But other than that, it's just like, yeah, it's it's uh, each kill. Keenite kind of gets a little bit more convoluted, and that one's just mm-hmm. like. <laughs> that one's really one of the funniest kills in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can leave it as a mystery, but yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. a good one. I, I don't, it's a like, good one. It's so good. I just didn't want to give it all away if people want to watch it. But yeah, it's. It's bananas, and the the editing is bad. It does have to do with the plane, and 
like the, yeah. one minute the plane's on the ground, next minute it's in the air, and it's just like, what? What's happening? Yeah, it's here? very confusing as what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. That was one of the ones I had to re- rewind and actually watch that whole sequence again because I, you know, you see so much like the doll that we talked like the dummy and all that shit. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Are they just recycling this thing, or did I miss something? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. It's badly edited yeah. together, but they did it. And it's they very did. funny. Uh, so yeah, Foster is a short-lived character, uh, but the but another character that that we see more of is the character uh, Trisha, who is a uh, middle-aged woman uh, who's kind of like a, a lady about town. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, I was making little comments as we were watching the movie. I was like, "Oh man, these guys—they're gonna have something to say about this." Oh yeah, how, how could we not? Who wouldn't say plus, something about well, this? Plus, plus, well, she does say like. I'm 40 years old. She's like a fucking cougar back in the 19, 1800s or wherever the fuck this is taking place. But she's like, I'm only 40 years old. And she looks literally like my grandmother and she's dead. Well, well, she's bullshit. Yeah, she's she's like, would you believe that I'm 45 is what she says. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, she's clearly like 55. Yeah, yeah, she's Um, an old lady. Yeah, yeah. She's a grandma. She's kind of like a Zsa, Zsa Gabor, like she has like the, the fancy clothes and the big hair, and she's uh, like very out about town and, and like a like a cougar, like uh, mm-hmm. John Wayne said. She uh, likes to fuck the young tourist b- boys that come to the island, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what a cougar is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we see her throughout the film, but then uh, we get uh, a really great scene between her and Christopher, <laughs> um, which. Man, it was it was some good stuff. Uh, <laughs> we can't. Oh, we got to talk about that. This. Yes, we, we, we do. Spoil some of this. We can't, sorry, people, but no, no, we got to talk about this scene. We this have is amazing. This is Just, amazing. I also rewound this scene to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have been enjoying it a little bit too much. Yeah, that's why you rewound it. You're like, I, oh, I'm not done yet. I got to back this yeah. up. Yeah, I got to. I, I got to take that's... thorough notes. <laughs> I think that's what he did with the goat scene too. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta back this up. Yeah, I gotta enjoy this. Put it in slow mo. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna get all of my 2.99 worth out of that rental. He's I got like, the HD, not, a... not the standard. Okay. John Wayne's like, I'm not a minute man. I need two. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. As long as you and know the, how the, to those take minutes your... aren't gonna be consecutive. They're gonna have to yeah. be separated. Yeah. As long as you know. <laughs> As long as you know how to take your pants off, because these guys in this movie don't. Uh, Nobody it, knows how to take pants off. No, it, it helps a lot. I've mm-hmm. I've found in uh, this but... scene though he does take his yeah. pants. Oh, off. Yeah, he's yeah yeah he's fully nude in this. You get to see some some man meat. You know, not well. I mean, you don't get to see his whole hog or anything, but you know, you, you get to see his ass. You get to see like the shadow of a nut sack. You know? <laughs> they're about to. They're they're like seducing it in sexy time. Like mm-hmm. she's like, oh, come fuck me. And he's like, all right, I'm going to fuck you. uh, I just want to clarify. This is Trisha, the older woman with Christopher, our main male character. Um, They're they're having sex in this scene, if you can call it sex. Um, They're about it looks like they're about to. Um, And and Trisha does this crazy thing with her tongue. uh, (laughs) She's just like darting it out. It's like the least sexy thing. And it's not just because she's older. If a girl ever did that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you having a seizure? She's just like darting her tongue out. I don't even, 
oh, what the hell? Yeah, it's like she's playing yeah. a demon or something. It's just like, I, I don't even want to do it because it's yeah. very unattractive. It's so <laughs> unattractive. It, it's like, how did she, why would she think that was sexy to anyone? Like, it doesn't matter it, how hot you are. You do that, that's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, what the hell's the matter with you? Are you all right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, it, it reminded me of in Kingpin when uh, Woody Harrelson's character has to like fucking eat out his landlady to pay rent. And she's like, I forget her name, but she's that old chick. Uh, I saw it. But I he's, she's it. like, ah, la, 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 la. she does something exactly like that. That's mm-hmm. fucking, it reminded me of that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, it, yeah, she, she, it's very, like you said, de- uh, demonic, where it's, mm-hmm. it's like just asked, what is she doing? But now that's her idea of sexy. Uh, but then Christopher has his own I- idea of sexy. Uh, <laughs> Just... <laughs> it's so I can. great. So, so they're getting like she's all doing the licking and shit, and Christopher is like they keep cutting back and forth. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna fuck you, girl." And he's taking his pants off, taking everything off. He's got this look on his face, and he gets up on the bed on his knees, like, and he's like, "Here's my dick." Like, like I was like, "Is he like showcasing his dick?" Because he's holding it with like both hands, like, and here you have it. And then he just like rips off just a stream of piss on her face, neck, chest. He's all just over. pissing yeah. all over in the bed too, the and bed. Ce- Celia, Delia, whatever her the other his Trisha, his old yeah. Trisha is outside taking pictures. Oh of no, course. yeah, Celia's outside oh, taking Celia, pictures yeah. of it, but Trisha, yeah, she's just like she's what the fuck at on. first, and she's she's yeah. like, oh, like oh, no, at what first. are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, she's like all like she's rubbing, like rubbing it, all it all over, over. like licking, oh. yeah, just like she's like licking it off of her face, yeah, and let me tell you like. I piss for a long time. Like people like he'll say that. Like, man, you take long pisses. This guy pisses for a long ass time on this yeah, this one. Yeah. He's like, giving yeah. her her money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, yeah, it's funny because he like you guys said, uh he 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 starts pissing and at first she's just like disgusted, but she gets into it real fucking quick. Real like, quick. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden she's like, Oh, and she's and loving she's it. Like, she's mm, like mm, yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. just like eating it up and then like she's like kissing him and like with piss all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the thing also, like they start kissing and I was like, the piss, the piss. Why? Why? (laughs) Hey, what's good for what's good for the goose is good for the gander, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but uh... (laughs) water sports. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Water sports. That's the the friendly term for it. Well, I mean, ruin that mattress. I hope she had a rubber sheet down because she was old and pisses the bed. Maybe something. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, anyway, um, what was it that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they so she starts to go down on him, but then she bites him and then he freaks out and uh, yeah. starts slap happy. Yeah, he starts <laughs> beating the shit out of her. Yeah. And so then, the fuck out of her. Yeah. And so she becomes the next victim. And this is fun because not only earlier they suddenly had a plane, but now. At this, they suddenly have a bulldozer. I'm like, where are they getting all of these yeah. these things? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's really, I mean, the, the the Foster's kill is funny, but this one is really funny too. They mm-hmm. they, they, <laughs> they use the bulldozer to decapitate her, which is just fucking hilarious. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
obvious dummy here again too. It's just yes. like I, I love the uh, uh, de decapitations are always uh, really entertaining in any yeah. any of these older movies because yeah. you just get to see how how well or how bad their dummies are. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad, but you wonder why. Like character-wise, you're like I thought they were just going to bury her with the bulldozer, but of all things, they use the bulldozer to yeah. decapitate. It's kind of funny. Um, and then at this this is the point where Celia starts to like show signs of like remorse you know she's yeah. like she looks sad like when it's happening you it's know? like she's she's kind of remorseful but then again she i think even before they killed her because i don't think they were originally planning on killing her right it was just uh yeah uh sh she bit him so like he had to kill her uh yeah. but yeah because she had said before she's like you know uh the, the island's too small there's not a not, not a lot of people here we're going to get caught like she starts doing yeah saying things like that before they even get to trisha they're just like right. yeah right. we're going to get caught we need to leave she wants she wants to leave the island essentially yeah. she's like yeah we're we need to keep moving we need to keep going so right right yeah she is kind of being like the voice of reason where they've been killing people off and they're on the small island it's like eventually people are gonna put mm -hmm. two two together or whatever um and yeah that's right she they did agree that uh there, there wouldn't be a kill this time that, that he mm -hmm. wasn't gonna kill anyone but then he's like oh she fucking bit me so i killed mm -hmm. her that's what you do you know uh yeah um so yeah that's definitely true but but this is something that we see in in celia through the rest of the movie where she she's less and less enthusiastic about mm -hmm. killing and oh my god i think I, I i went right past the killing you know i just the, yeah. the gay couple yeah, yeah. no I, I i i almost i was just thinking that when we were talking about that i was like wait a minute i think we missed the uh the i, did. I can't remember i, remember I went their right names. I, no, I can't either but uh they the uh christopher and uh, i like i try to write down the names as i'm going in the mm -hmm. movie so i don't get but i i managed to miss these guys names uh christopher and celia are staying with um this this guy who's you know, like a uh, bed and breakfast type place that he, he has, mm -hmm. I guess. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a gay man and he's celebrating kind of like a gay union, almost like a marriage with this other guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where they, we first meet Trisha. And I think that's what, where I got mixed up and I started talking about yeah. Trisha. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, Christopher and Celia, you know, cause Christopher is just like, Oh, they're homosexual. So therefore they're perverted and they're awful mm -hmm. and decides that they have to kill them. And that's where we get that lovely, you know, the grab the sword, and kill, <laughs> them kill, kill them all, kill them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and we get the whole um, blue shot for night and everything, where Christopher mm -hmm. runs around trying to chasing, kill that guy. Yeah. And He's like then, chasing him through the streets and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then uh, Celia, this is where we really see that Celia is just as bad as him, mm -hmm. is because she uh, has this scene with the other gay guy, uh, and she's like makes basically makes him give a blow job to a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like into it too. Like she's seducing him in this weird way. And she's got this gun and I don't like, think he's like, into it. I, think I he's, thought he was like, all. it looked like, you know, he was. I, I, I rewound thought, this scene a couple times too. I feel like he was acting that he was into uh, it just so right. she wouldn't kill him. It, it just reminded me of, right. it's like spring breakers. With, uh, What's his name? Uh, I don't know if you guys see that James movie, Franco. Spring Breaker. Yeah, James Franco is blowing that gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's very I, much I, like that. Yeah, I thought it was, that's what it was, is that he was just like, okay, whatever you want me to do. And like, he's just playing along so he won't get killed. But then, you know, once the gun's in his mouth, she blows his brains out. And it's just really funny, goopy gore effect where it just looks yeah. like a slam. It looked like jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 
Smash cut like... to them eating cherry cobbler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, um, but anyway, at, after all of that, after Trisha, uh, Celia is starts to feel a little, uh, you know, uh, starts to feel apprehensive about doing all of this, and then, well, because this this narrative is all over the place, yeah. then all of a sudden she ends up getting attacked. Christopher goes off to go fishing or some shit, and she gets chased by these hippie-looking guys, who are, like who look hilarious. Just their hair they're and their fucking clothing. hilarious. They're, yeah, so they're totally American to, on this Greek island. Yes, like, <laughs> I have to say one thing. When we were watching the movie again last night, I said if I were to remake this movie, Matthew McConaughey would be the blonde-haired guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what he's like. Yeah, because yeah, he always does this thing where he's like. Like yeah. before he does yeah, anything, yeah. it's very yeah. It's a very Matthew McConaughey type character. He's really got some is. awesome facial hair, really long blonde. hair. These hippies, yeah, yeah. blonde. Yeah. Uh, the other guy has like the hippie bandana on his forehead, and he's carrying around a guitar. And yeah, they're yeah. they're just straight up hippies. Um, yeah, they, they got the the hippie costumes from Party City on in October. Yeah. I was really I'm really into it when. They separate, and she says, "I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go back to the place." And he's like, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to go fishing. I'll bring back some fish or whatever." And she walks away, and these two hippie guys is like, "Oh, she's alone now. We're going to yeah. give it to her now." Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they say, and it's absolutely yeah. absurd. Yeah. And so, yeah, they basically go to the apartment, and they they like try to rape her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they like it's not graphic, so you're not sure like how far they get, but um. Yeah, they get in the bathtub, in, which is in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. In the Trying bathtub. to rape her in a bathtub, so you can imagine that's like a monkey funking a football. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, and I've seen the video of that monkey fucking a football too, and it's yeah. it's a little way, slippery. It gets out of the way. More all the entertaining, time, you know? yeah, mm. than this. But uh. <laughs> oh, monkey fucking a football. Yeah, uh, uh, but Christopher. Comes home early with a fish, maybe I don't remember. He comes home and uh, and in- intercepts this whole thing and kicks the shit out of these guys and everything. But one of the things I thought was really funny is he grabs one of the guys and gives him a swirly. Yeah, like he t- he takes him, he dunks the guy's head in the toilet and flushes it like like a schoolyard bully. Like he gives him a swirly, which <laughs> like oh, like what is the, let the punishment fit the crime? It's like he's fucking raping her, and you're giving him a swirly. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, you did say earlier that he tried to throw the director wanted to throw all the shock value in there, so I think swirly yeah. was part of that. He's like, well, give him a swirly. Yeah. Hey, why not? That'll swirlies you know. are are very triggering for for, for mm-hmm. people that were bullied. I guess. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving uh, on. As a result of this, uh, one of the other more random things in this fucking movie is yeah. uh, <laughs> really random. Is this is the character of Dimitri uh, shows mm-hmm. up, and this character shows up, and he's just in their, in apart- their house. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's in just, the house. He's just there, like what a Christopher. Is he doing? Yeah, Christopher and Celia come home after like reporting the a rape or attempted rape. You're never really sure. Um, and, uh, and he's like, oh, the door was open and I wanted to talk to you. So here I am. I just thought I'd hang out here. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm like, OK, maybe things were different in the 70s. I don't know. <laughs> you know just, just walk right in. <laughs> but he claims that he's an author and he wants to talk to them like because he's interested in in 
what what true, happened yeah, to them like true crime and stuff like that yeah he wants to yeah. write a book about their experience because they blamed the murders that have previously been happening on the island on the two hippie dudes they said right. oh yeah these guys they, they must have been responsible for all these other deaths mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so that's that's where he's coming from but uh they're immediately suspicious of him uh because his story is ludicrous i'm an author and i just i'm in your house so uh, Christopher is like, no, he's got to be a cop or with the cops or FBI or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And let it also be known that he's there after their co- like the rape has just happened or alleged rape. And yeah. like the, he's like there for Can you tell me all about it? Like yeah. in their house. And, sh- and like he's like, well, she's going to go to rest. But yeah, I'll tell you all. Let me tell you all about it. Like, yeah, very it's, funny, it's very, very yeah. weird. And bizarre. Yeah. Um, so that gets us to uh, uh, another uh, kill where um, I forget the character's name, but she's the uh, lesbian bartender yes. um, yeah. that we've seen throughout the movie. Um, and she um, has some other earlier erotic scenes with other women and stuff in front of the fireplace. I mean, you know, if you can call it erotic, you know, it's kind That's of her seduction center. He said, yes, her sed- seduction center. <laughs> He's like, her fireplace is her seduction center. I really yes. like that. I like yeah. that too. Yeah, he does just like give it that coin that term, which is what I'm going to call my bedroom from now on. My seduction <laughs> Let's go back center. to the seduction center. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Actually, uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but of course, he hates her because she's homosexual, and so he talks Celia into. Uh, you know, having uh, an affair with, with this woman mm-hmm. and uh, Celia doesn't want to do it. Uh, and, but he manages to, to make her do it. Uh, and that gets us to the sea where they're talking, whatever they go back to her place. And I love this right before they're about to get down to sexy time. Uh, the lesbian bartender, she goes and she starts putting on deodorant. deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that? I was like, I that's so fucking, was that just to set up the can, the aerosol can oh thing? I, I, it I, it I must think have been later. It must have been the like, setup, but it's yeah. so just out of weird. It's just like, oh, I'm going to go fuck somebody. Let me go put some deodorant on. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, now I'm going to put it on. Yeah, yeah and, and, and like, it is a spray can deodorant, so you have yeah. to yeah, yeah. point that and out. I was I like, guess. is it because she's French? And they're like, playing up to the stereotype that French people smell? Is that what it was? No, but it's no, not. I, no I think you were right the first time. And it was just, they were showing it to set up what happens with it later. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so it, bizarre. it was a really ridiculous uh, scene on its own of just like, oh, what now she's put on deodorant? Like it's about yeah. to have, have sex. Like, yeah, it's just so funny. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I got to, uh, Hold just a second, guys. All right. I'm yeah, sure. Turn my turn my air on. It's warm in here. Yeah, I actually have my air turned off. I'm suffering. Yeah, I'm always afraid it's gonna like show up on the thing, and I'm just like dying. I'm like, oh my god. All right. Mm-hmm. It's pretty quiet, so I think it should be fine. How is it, John Wayne? Are you picking it's up fine. anything? It's fine. Okay. No, I plus, because you have like, because your microphone is like also like, yeah, it's like right, right up here. there. Yeah. So like having like uh, these, it's gonna be different than like these mics that we have. So yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Well, I'll just continue to suffer then. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. All right, so we'll take a quick pause and then we'll so we can get edit that out.
Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, then, so we get that brings us to the uh, the scene with uh, the bartender and Celia, and they've got like a little love scene, and Christopher watches, and of course he uh, punishes uh, the bartender, uh, and they do use that deodorant can. He uses it as like a flamethrower, uh, you know, with a little big lighter and everything. Um, which is that's not even how he kills her. She's already dead, and he just decides to cook her. Yeah, yeah. to burn her like that. I was like, so you're gonna fuck up your whole like overdose scheme you're running like on her like type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's true. Yeah, because like I don't know why you would do that because uh, it would have looked like because she was using uh, heroin and uh, he pumps her full of like a double dose and and that would have looked like an overdose. But no, he wanted to burn her. He wanted to shame her or make her ugly or yeah, whatever. I don't know so, if that's maybe supposed to show him unra- like this is him coming a little bit unraveled. Like he's now he's taking it too far. As opposed also that to early. <laughs> as but opposed I mean, to earlier. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like actually he's like he's fucking up the cover up that he you know that he right. could have. But like right. that burn scene goes on for a long ass time. Long too. time. Yeah. Long time yes. he's burning that chick up. Oh, I did put in quotes too that the, the bartender says uh like when she shows her uh, Celia the heroin, she's like, "One fix, and who needs men?" Yeah. You know, like I was like, you, "I was like, you go, girl!" Yeah. <laughs> like, like you go, girl. That's some girl power there. It's like, who needs men when you have heroin? You know? Yeah, uh, makes sense to me. You know? Yeah. But uh, that was just a great quote. I put that put that down. Um, I also noticed that like these victims in this movie really don't fight back. Did you notice no. that? They don't yeah. they just they just lay there and get killed? They're like, oh no! Like from the very beginning, from the you know painter boyfriend, Mister Mister French man, like yeah. you know they kind of like like oh no, and they just they just lay there as they're getting um, murdered or butchered or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so yeah, I, I just something I noticed too. Um, <laughs> it's, all right, so we're getting we're getting closer to the end of the movie here. Uh, yeah. Music when they're running from the cops, that that is like it's so not what you would play in a movie when your characters are running from the cops. Because by yeah. this point, the yeah. cops are looking for them. We find out Dimitri, the author, is actually a cop. I guess like it's mm-hmm. like they, they kind of make it that way, and they're be- then they're finally like okay, they're they're being chased. Uh, and yeah, that music that plays in that scene is absolutely hilarious. Where they're like running across the field. And mm-hmm. stuff. And like the first yeah. time I watched it, when they were running across the field, I don't know if you've ever seen House on Straw Hill, but I kind of was thinking, well, this is the end. You know, it's just going to have this like weird ending where it's just like, yeah, running across the field. And it's like, well, that's it. That's over, you know. Um, yeah. And that's just where I say, uh, just when you think it's going to end, it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That scene lasts, you were talking about lasting a lot of time. That scene lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I, I laughed too because they like run to a landfill. And like yeah. and yes. all of a sudden yeah. they're in a landfill. I'm like, this is where you ran to, okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why aren't they running to like try to get on a train or a, or they, they've got? He knows how to fly a plane. Yeah. He knows how to fly a fucking plane. This guy. Yeah. It's like, why don't they get the fuck off this island? Instead, they just run and run. Um, and then eventually they get too tired, and Christopher says, "Let's stop here." Uh, at a fucking sheep farm and i'm like well of yeah. course you want to stop here you want to fuck yeah. all the sheep you know? <laughs> right? exactly i really oh, did that's... think that that was going to happen again yeah <laughs> I, I did that. too i was like oh, of course you want to stop here christopher <laughs> yeah uh and yeah this is where the movie just gets uh it gets into its finale which is equally bizarre and bananas 
uh, everything leading yes. up to this is crazy. But then this is like, this is the end. What? Uh, the, <laughs> they meet this, yeah. they meet this shepherd and all this time Celia has been ha- like saying, Oh, I've had these dreams of this man who, who rapes me and kills you. And Christopher's like, yeah, whatever. But then they meet the shepherd. She's like, this is the guy, this is the guy I've been dreaming about. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You're crazy. Uh, and then that's exactly what happens is, is the guy, uh, like, is like, oh, yo, you can stay in here in my little shed full of hay and whatever. Uh, and uh, like, he doesn't really speak English or anything. They have trouble communicating, but he's like, no, stay here. And then he breaks in and he's like, he, he rapes Celia. And then, uh, when, um, Christopher. Yeah, I was gonna right. say, can I yeah. just mention that like <laughs> mm-hmm. when Christopher w- wakes up and sees him her being raped, like the dude like goes and beats him in the head, like punches the shit out of him, well, that takes well, his pants down and then fucks him and finishes well, in well, Christopher. <laughs> yes, but I wanna make I wanna say that uh like Celia is being raped and then yeah, she's calling for help, and he's taking photos. Oh, yeah. Right, that's yeah. what I was going to get to. Yeah, is that like like Christopher sees it happening, and rather than help, he starts taking pictures, uh, and then um, yeah, the shepherd starts beating up Christopher, and then rapes him in the ass. Yeah, uh, and so poetic justice there for him. But um, uh, and then he drags him to a pit of lie. He just there's just lie like. Yeah, this is a huge pit of lie. <laughs> yeah, like not lie prepared liquid wise. It's just lie. It's like like it's part of the earth. Like it's just yeah. lie. Uh, and he throws Christopher in there, and then um, then we get to to the beautiful finale where uh, it, apparently f- for some reason Celia has fallen in love with this shepherd guy, uh, or is at least sick of um, Christopher. And I don't want to give away the big twist that he yeah. reveals of their relationship, but oh, uh, but she's finally just you know she's finally had it with Christopher, mm-hmm. and I that I can understand. But why she's into the shepherd all of a sudden I don't. But she's had it with him, and uh, Christopher's like, "Help, help! If I get wet, I'll you know, I'll, I'll dissolve because that's what lie does." Mm-hmm. And uh, then of course it's, it starts to rain, and he's like, "Ah!" And as he's burning, she goes back into the hay pile with the shepherd to get some more sweet, sweet loving. And that's the end of the fucking movie. That's yeah. it. That's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> happy and ending. This was not happy ending. <laughs> the other cons- inconsistency where we will not reveal the uh, the relationship. I have to say, why did they have two different accents? <laughs> she had a uh, yeah she an English Brit- accent, uh, yeah British accent, and then he had a, I guess an American, American accent. accent. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah he uh, called his mom in London. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, that's 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 the only thing that's like what the fuck it's i don't know whatever it feels very slapped on that that feels very slapped on it's just like it's in the movie let's get one more shocker in there let's let's do oh, this oh you know? yeah you're probably right no it, it was to- no, no it totally yeah. was no it totally is is meant yeah. as another shock and i think at this point we probably gave away what what that shock is yeah, but yeah, yeah. just from from alluding to it but but anyway we're gonna make you watch it anyway to find out um mm-hmm. excuse me we're not going to tell you we're not going to tell. Um, so that is, in a nutshell, Island of Death. We've got all sorts of bestiality and murder and and pee play, water sports, whatever you want to call it. We've got all sorts <laughs> of gross, gross things in this movie. It's yeah. it's demented. It's silly uh, and and really hilarious. If like yes. uh, Kevin was saying, if you laugh at stuff that is just in poor taste or is just like supposed to shock. Like I do that all the time with, with 
kills in horror. Yeah. Yeah. Mainstream or cult, it doesn't matter. Someone gets killed, and I'm just like, ah, like it makes me laugh. Uh, in in horror, if it's like a serious movie, like a thriller, it's like it's more of a shock. But you know, if I if I'm watching a horror movie and someone gets shot in the face and their whole head explodes, I'm laughing my ass off because it's funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the same thing with this kind of like it's so wrong, it's so perverted, it makes me laugh. And that that's yeah. Island of um. So let's get to our star ratings. One star being meh, five stars being the best. Carrie, what do you give Island of Death? Well, uh, it's not just because I picked it. Uh, I picked it for a reason. Um, this one, uh, you, when you're watching video nasties and you have 72 of them, I say five stars to anything that sticks out and you remember and you remember the title and you remember everything about it and you recommend it. So Island of Death for me is definitely a five star. It's it just is for me. It's like wow. uh, it's it's so over the top. Yeah, I, I recommend it to people who are into this kind of thing and just be like, I ah, you don't have to watch all 72 of the fucking video nasties. It's just like this one. And there's a handful of other ones that I will point out and just be like, yeah, watch these ones because they're just ludicrous. It's just ludicrous. It so is. it's just yeah. like to me, to me, it's five. It's definitely yeah. a five. All right. All right. John Wayne, how about you? OK, so for me, uh, this movie is definitely worth watching uh the ludicrousness that we've been talking about uh ludicrous speed is off the charts like it is like and then this and then this and like they literally throw spaghetti at the wall with this Mm -hmm. like a brain being shot out and shit so it's like i i i like those things i like the little like and then this happens like so i'm gonna i would give this a 3.5 stars from me mm-hmm. um yeah because yeah, i'd watch it again with somebody if mm-hmm. i was like if, if someone was like oh i haven't seen that and i'm like oh you got to watch this fucking movie i'd i would sit down and watch it with them so we yeah. could laugh along but like uh you know mm-hmm. so that's i say three and a half three and a half yeah um I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I could definitely see myself watching it many times. I'm glad I just went ahead and bought it mm-hmm. uh, because I will watch it more than once and I will show it to people. Uh, my uh, my thing with it too is though is when watching it is I always like I did like I talked about this with with Madman when we talked about Madman with Matt Kurtz and where it's like you have to res- think of a movie when it, the time it when came when it came out as yeah. well. Like Madman seems like the most generic slasher possible, but it preceded, you know, it was being made before the burning, before Friday 13th Part 2. So both, this is a pre-Jason slasher, so you have to take that into consideration. And so I think the same thing with this movie, Island of Death, where like now when we have so many shock movies and like you know, we have trauma and, and people like that that do these kind of sick shit on purpose, uh, I think a lot, of, like, a lot of audience could be desensitized. Uh, to the kind of stuff that Island of Death does. So, but when you put it in, in I mean, it's still shocking. But if yeah. you're a fan of like, if you watch Terra Firma and movies like that and all the genre stuff, it's not quite as shocking. But mm-hmm. at the time, in 1976, when when yeah. they made this, it was super shocking and super offensive. So mm-hmm. I got to give it even extra points for that, you know. Um, so for me, I would say that this is a four star. Uh, affair uh, as as a cult film an exploitation film i agree with carrie five stars yeah um but overall i would give it a uh four stars because it's it's super enjoyable it's super funny and crazy uh 
but we're doing slashers and this isn't quite a slasher. Yeah. And that's the only res- reason I would give it four stars. But as a movie as a whole, yeah, I would say mm-hmm. five stars because I think it's absolutely batshit crazy and hilarious and fun. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I totally recommend it far above, say, Madman or April Fool's Day, which are two mm-hmm. of the ones that we did uh, more recently. This this movie and- rules. And I will say that when I recommended this, it was like, oh, as far as slashers, I was waiting for, yeah, one of you guys to come back and be like, eh, it's not quite a slasher. I'd be like, yeah, it's not. I would have probably came up with something different. But uh, yeah, That's when, okay. yeah, it was just like when it came, it was like, oh man, this one, I got to make you guys watch this. Especially yeah. when Christopher said he hadn't seen it. I was like, you got to, you got to yeah, watch yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, no, uh, for me, yeah, I'm slat when you, factor into slasher thing i would definitely say like four but as far as like uh just in general you know i'm comparing it to all the other 72 video nasties and like i said i've seen all of them i'm down Mm -hmm. to i think uh, 14 or 16 or something like that um uh and there may become more but it's like this it's just uh when it comes to things like the the extreme parts of it and like certain because like i would preface it when you know handing it to people are just like yeah if you don't like violence against animals if you don't if these things bother you there there is some you know there's a uh, racial slur used in it there's you know yeah. just oh, yeah, very it's, offensive it's things it's, it's yeah that's it's, the whole point of the movie the movie is yeah. trying to offend you that was his yeah. whole motivation so yeah every possible awful thing you can think of is in is in the movie yeah. rape yeah. bestiality yes. uh you know uh, racial epithets you know like the, yeah. everything yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Homophobia, just everything is homophobia. in there, and it's just like that's why I say it's just like it's so wrongheaded. You're just like, how the fuck was this even made? You know, ever, and it's just like even, uh, yeah. And that's the thing too when you you have to factor in time too, because like it's so weird. It's not. I mean, yes, I'm shit like this was made in pa- totally past. You know, I mean, hell, there was even mainstream movies that had stuff in it like back in the seventies that just nobody uh even yeah, yeah even yeah. thought about um yeah, and just shit like, like you know the taxi driver and stuff like that oh yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah it's just like uh so it, it is one of those ones that it, when recommending it it's like i only recommend it to a certain type of person that, that you know can appreciate yeah, for what it yeah. was when it was made and stuff like that so um to yeah. me it's just it's so ludicrous and laughable it's more entertaining uh as a comedy <laughs> I think. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. More than anything. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's exactly true. And that's kind of why I'm giving it a four because uh, as, as a movie, as far as entertainment value, if you like this kind of thing, if you like bizarre mm-hmm. cult offensive movies, it's five stars all the way for yeah. me. Uh, but it's as a, as a horror movie, as a slasher movie, it's, it's not quite there. It's yeah. not scary. It's not really that gory. Uh, there's one or two mm-hmm. moments, but it's not really gory. There's not like creative kills or anything like that, like you would get with mm-hmm. Intruder or something, um, yeah. or or Friday Thirteenth. Um, but I definitely would say, as I said earlier, that it's kind of like a proto slasher, where it's like, okay, this is one of those movies from the '70s where you could see how the slasher genre was starting to be born. It's kind of a mm-hmm. primitive version of what we would come to see in the golden age of slashers. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, four four stars for me. Four stars. Yeah. And I would, I would say definitely with um, the shooting of it, I'm going to lose the name of the movie. I'm so terrible at remembering shit. Um, I lost it. Um, Danny, um, 
the girl Danny and the flowers on her head. Why am I? Oh, oh, uh, it's Midsummer. 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 Yeah, Midsummer. Uh, yeah. There's there's something about Island of Death that kind of reminds me of Midsummer. Well, in the sense of like good for her, you know, <laughs> thing at the end. <laughs> right, uh, right. But the sense that everything is very bright and white because it is shot mm-hmm. on this Greek island where everything is just painted white and bleached white from like the ocean and things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. There's, that's what I really liked about Midsummer too, is just like everything is so bright and white and these horrible things are happening within this like very yeah. beautiful, heavenly looking area type thing. So Yeah, um, I did I did dig that about Mid- Midsummer. And yeah, you can definitely mm-hmm. see that reflected here. Um yeah, like you they're not hiding in darkness, not using darkness as a tool to be scary mm-hmm. at all. Um that that the girl who plays um uh Celia was the only person that I kind of thought I recognized, uh, and she she went by the name Jane Lyle, uh, but kind of changed the name here and there using um. different letters and stuff. Uh, she was also in Erotic Nightmares and in The Devil's Men, um, mm. and so she very short lived movie career, but she was in some other like exploitation uh, movies. Uh, she's pretty cute too. I thought she yeah, was pretty yeah. cute. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But. But yeah, everybody else. Uh, so like you know, like Star Wars. Like I don't know any of these people otherwise. No, I don't anything think I've seen any of them in any, anything else uh, yeah. ever. Yeah. So, all right, quality film. Uh, so <laughs> quality film. Um, yeah. I I I really liked it a lot, and we'll be watching it again and making forcing other people to watch it with me. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, so thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for being here on our show. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. It's like when it comes to movies, it's like, I'm terrible. I've so many, uh, yeah. Uh, just collecting everything from, yeah. Like I said, shot on video and, uh, low budget stuff. Um, yeah. and, and, and I was going to say too, like you guys are doing, I, I like this because, um, I used to actually listen to this podcast called no budget nightmares. So if you guys ever want to check that out, uh, they used to do, um, yeah, all shot on video, low budget, uh, and it wasn't just horror movies, it was everything. And yeah. uh, they've kind of went away, I think, with the pandemic and everything. It just kind of put yeah. the kibosh on that. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see, like, somebody actually doing, like, these cult and uh, low-budget things again. So, Cool, thanks. Appreciate Did they that. Talk- Thank you. Did they talk about Trash Humpers? Uh, no, <laughs> not on that one they didn't. But they did talk about things. Things were yes. Trash Humpers, I-, I-, I just had to, I had to. You couldn't. You couldn't do trash hoppers, dude. I was like, "Oh man, I love trash What am I, an asshole? Come on, yeah, get out of here with that." Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. This is one that is on my list, actually, that I've yet to see. Trash hoppers. It's on my list. I've not seen it yet. You get through it. Let me know. Okay, I love that movie. Sorry, I love it. I love it. This is this is why I love you, Karen, because you love. The same trashy, terrible. Oh, like, it's not shit. like that, yeah, Chris. Yeah. It's yeah. not like that. It's yes. just, it's something different. It is great. Very different. It is. <laughs> it really does feel like uh, a group of friends got together, got drunk, and were like, "Let's go put on some old people masks and fuck trash cans." Yep. It did <laughs> for an hour and a half. For an hour and a half, <laughs> like I would send you, and you'd be like, "All right, John Wayne, this is enough." Did you this. make it to the done. stripper yeah. scene, John Wayne? Come I, on, I don't. I just it doesn't matter. Yeah. This it's, is, it's good. Anyway, I don't. We'll see. We'll we'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah. We'll tra- all all trash hump. Yes. Oh come on! It's uh, yeah. We'll, we'll all trash hump together. All right. Well, thank thank you so much for being on the show, Carrie. Uh, oh, everyone, 
Everyone, thank you for listening. If you got this far, and go check out Island of Death because we'll be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and check out Grindhouse Press and CB Hunt and uh, Trash Humpers, I guess. <laughs> Hump away. Hope that trash. Good day. Mm-hmm.